Blog Talk Radio. You're mad at 
said anything to you. He's always on time. He's a way made. He's never late. It doesn't matter how long it takes. He always comes out on time. Lift up your hands and worship. We worship you. Lift up your hands. Let's sing it to him. Just them. Come on, way make him.
We talked a lot about that. We talked about some other things. We talked about um, some solutions on that show as well, and we talked about how we're not cursed as well. But we mainly focus on who we are and, and how do we know we are, biblically speaking. Uh, part two, uh, we dealt a little bit about who, who are, how we know we're Israel, uh, proof of how we know we are Israel. But it also dealt with uh, the curse, because so many so many our brothers and sisters are thinking uh, that we're just curse, curse, curse. And so we had to do a show addressing those curses and letting people know that if you obey the Father and seek his heart and, and obey His the Spirit, uh, you know, I, I can't say his law because some people get confused with the whole law because really there's more than 613 laws if you obey the Spirit. There's probably thousands of laws because the Spirit is always talking to us. But if you follow that Spirit and pursue the Father's heart, the Bible promises, Scriptures promise, His Word promises that no curses will come near your dwelling. Now, you're mourning for your nation. So tonight, I don't want to get it mixed up, folks. Let's uh, let's start off on the right foot. Tonight, we're talking about the state of our nation, state of our nation, not you and your individual self or your house. If your if your house is again seeking the Most High and seeking to to please Him daily by following His Spirit, to the degree you do that, that's how much you'll be successful. If you don't do that, even as a believer, you will see those look at many of those curses. Okay, so uh, uh, again, we're talking about nation tonight, the state of 40 million people in America. Who are these people? 40 million, roughly. Who are these people? They wear the names of, uh, they have some very weird names, like Miller, Johnson, Turner, Uh, yet they took these people from Africa. They don't, the names don't represent where they took them from, and so you got a a people Uh, a really stateless, uh, I mean, I know we pay taxes and we bleed and we die in this country, but we're not treated like we're at home. It's obviously, it's not our home. It should be. Oh, yes, I can argue that. We can argue that, can't we, family? Can't we, human family, argue that this, no doubt, should be our home with all this servitude we put into it and, and bloodshed and, and taxes, and but yet, we're not treated that way, and, it's a, and, and we we submit to you tonight. Well, I don't want to get too deep. I don't want to go too deep so fast. Let me kind of back up and start over. First of all, I want to thank I want to thank uh, uh, not just the the listeners of Five Smooth Soul for the last two thousand well since two thousand eleven, but I also want to thank the Douglas Kennedy family. That's my family. Uh, that's going to be tuning in tonight. We're in thirteen states. Can you believe that? I actually have family members, folks. And 13 states that may tune in tonight. I'm, some of them will tune in for sure. But we have we had a blog show ourselves, and uh, so I just thank uh, thank them for tuning in tonight. Well, listen, y'all, bear with me. I'm doing about 15 things here at one time. If you are going to be a host on the show tonight, uh, you're going to be joining me and and uh, uh, other people across the country to. Uh, not just share, but we're going to be interviewing our brother, Cosriel, a little later on. Press one on your phone, please, so I can bring you on. And um, so I'm looking at the phone line. I see, so, uh, there we go, there we go. They're in the house. So we got our guests in the house, or some of them at least. And, folks, we've got a full panel tonight. All I ask to the guests is that we uh, be respectful of the noise in the background because whenever you have this many guests, it can get really loud on the phone line. So remember, when I bring you on, just make sure you mute, you mute, you mute me when you're not talking. Boy, I'm having a hard time talking tonight. So anyway, what did y'all think of Sanak? 
from Nigeria. That was our praise and worship uh, uh, um, leader there in the background. I mean, uh, that brought us on the show. As a matter of fact, I'm going to put a little bit of her in the background right now. So y'all are going to keep hearing Waymaker a lot of times tonight. Instrumental. I'll probably play it again a little later on. That's a very popular song right now in our churches. And I know she's saying Jesus, and we all know there was no J in the Hebrew, so hopefully my brothers and sisters will understand that the bigger picture is to worship Mary's baby. <laughs> Waymaker, like she's talking about. You know, to understand, she's really talking about the Most High and Him making a way by sending the Son. And don't we love the Father for doing that and sending the Messiah? Many know Him by Jesus. Most people know Him by Jesus. But those of us learned it uh, are, are, have come to, to understand that there was no J in the Hebrew. So you may hear Yeshua tonight. You may hear Yahweh tonight. So uh, you may hear as far as the Most High, the Father, who we worship, who gets the highest praise, we definitely praise the Messiah. All power has been given unto him in heaven and earth. That's who I follow. He is who we follow. We follow Christ. But what are we following? The will of the Most High. His name isn't Jesus or Yahweh or Yeshua. Many call him Yah or the Most High like I do. Or Yahweh or Yahweh. So folks know we're talking about the same Bible that you have there on the coffee table. So let's go ahead and put a little Sanak in the background, and I'll go ahead and go to the phone lines and bring some of our co-hosts on here. Let's see what we got here. All right. Okay, let's see here. Eric Code 8. Um, well, let's do this. There we go. I thought I saw that. Okay, let's take a plane, y'all, or, or something. And fly up to California and get one of our guests. I think this is our beloved sister, Eliana. So let's do this, like I say. Uh, air code 209-683. Sister Eliana, is it you? Yes, it is. And shalom, Brother Seth. And shalom to you. Well, shalom to you. How you doing, sister? I'm well. I'm blessed and I'm highly favored of the Most High, always. I love that. Then you should have loved that song with her talking just about that. Yes, about this waymaker. Oh yeah. You ever heard of Sanak? You ever heard of Sanak, the uh, Nigerian praise and worship? Uh, uh, Really, household name almost in in Africa. Anyway, you ever heard of her? Well, you played her last uh, on last week, and I heard her. And uh, okay. wonderful, powerful worshiper, powerful woman of God. Yes, yes, yes. Well, go ahead and say hello to this line full of people, uh, both in the chat room and on the phone lines. We're going to have a very good show. Folks, I invited a lot of people, so we're going to have our brothers and sisters all over the country and eventually the world tuning in tonight to this show, trying to find out a little bit about the true state, the reality uh, check, as I call it, uh, um, a reality check of our people, where we at, where we need to go. And how are we going to get there? So go ahead and say hello to everybody for us, please, sister. And just let us know a little bit about how to get a hold of you, what you're doing. Make it about two or three minutes, please. Okay. So, um, again, shalom to everybody on the line. It's such a blessing for me to be on this line with you and to just share uh, and to encourage your heart and comfort you to know that we have not been forsaken nor have we been forgotten. 
I know that it seems like in the United States of America that we are the least, you know, we say this, the last hired, first fired in many cases, that is very true. And even as um, we are seeing and we've seen in the news, things go on in our community and they get a little mentioned, but then it fades away. But I want you to know tonight that in the sight of the Most High, we have not been forgotten. We are dearly beloved by the Father who created all things. And I just want to encourage you tonight to know that you do have worth. You have purpose. We are a very valuable people and valued in heaven by the Most High. So I just wanted to encourage you on that. Um, Again, my name is Eliana Batya. That is my Hebrew name. Eliana means God has answered. And Bat is a Hebrew word that means daughter. And of course, Yah is the name of one of the the names that we call for our God. Um, A lot of people, when they come to faith in the Most High, they automatically say Hallel Yah or Hallelujah. And, and so if you're not used to hearing Yah, you've been saying it. Whenever you lift up your hands in praise, you're saying praise, all praise be to Yah, our God. So Bat Yah is daughter of God. So it's God has answered daughter of God. So that is my Hebrew name. But many of you might also know me as Elaine Queen. That is my um the name that I do business in and the, the, the name that my family calls me, my parents name me Elaine, that name is also a French derivative of a word that means a light. And although I'm a very dark-skinned female, but the, the light of the Most High shines through me. People have told me there's whenever, wherever you go, there's a light, there's a presence, which I know is the Most High. So that is really what the, my name actually represents. So I am a, um, I have a congregation. I'm a congregational leader of a, he, a Messianic Hebrew fellowship called Beth Shalom Mashiach in, in Merced, California. I also have a, a ministry that I started many years ago called Joppa Gate Ministries. And I just want to say a little bit, we are having a prayer breakfast March 24th. Um, 2018 in the city of Stockton and if you are in this area you are welcome to attend the prayer breakfast on that day Uh, we'll start at 10 in the morning and we'll go until about 2 or as the spirit of God um, leads us but we will be praying for the needs of our people praying for our nation praying for us as a nation within a nation praying for our children praying for our loved ones breaking the 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 the, the uh, yokes of drugs alcohol addictions rebellion we are calling our families back to order we're going to be praying and fasting up to this event we will be eating at the event so we are praying in advance we're fasting We're asking the Most High to visit us and to deliver us and to give us our marching order. So you're invited if you're in California, if you're in the Bay Area, in the the Central Valley, Sacramento area, you're more than welcome to attend the prayer breakfast. And later on, I will give you the address. I'm looking for it um, so that you can have it for you if you're planning on attending. You can reach us us on 
Facebook, Beth Shalom Mashiach. We are on a Facebook, um, so there is a page there, and we're in Merced. So if you type Beth Shalom Mashiach, M-E-S-H-I-A-C, on Facebook, you will find us. We are in the city of Merced. We are no longer in the location in the Facebook page, but you can contact us there to find out where we are meeting. And you are welcome. All are welcome. And our purpose is to help and educate and teach our people and reach our people to help them understand who they are in the Most High. Okay. So that I think that's about enough. Brother Seth, I'm going to turn it over to one of the other um, co-hosts. about that. I didn't realize I was muted. Uh, uh, sorry about that. Well, Cecilia, I really appreciate those words. Appreciate you just letting us know how to get a hold of you. Uh, I have grown to love this sister spirit. I'm sure you will, too, especially you've been listening to the last two episodes, everybody. So, anyway, that's sister, uh, uh, sister Eliana. About y'all, I'm moving too fast here. I'm going to go back to the phone lines. We've got another co-host that I want to bring on, and uh, since they're in Dallas, and I'm here locally, I guess I can hitchhike hitchhike down to Dallas or take a bus over to Fort Worth. Eric code six eight two five five two. Who am I speaking with? It's Reverend Chris. Okay, uh Reverend Chris, all right. Well, how you doing, sir? I'm doing good this evening, brother. But remember I'm on the Fort Worth side of the world, not Dallas. Oh, okay, my bad. Yeah, you get in trouble here these days talking about some some uh, uh, Dallas and if somebody's from Fort Worth, it's a big deal. Dallas get all the credit here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, everybody. But there is a such thing as Fort Worth, and we help keep Dallas sane. But anyway, we're the spiritual side of the DFW area. But <laughs> the sanity part. I know, that's right. <laughs> and that is the truth. Fort Worth is so slow compared to Dallas. But anyway, Brother Chris, go ahead and let everybody know who you are. Just give us about a two or three minute bio, please, and uh, say hello to everybody. Okay. Uh, good evening to everybody. My name is Reverend Al C. Chris Jr. I'm a senior pastor at the Lathia Temple Church in Fort Worth. Um, we have a Facebook page, it's uh, Alathia Temple Church. Um, I'm, I'm an author. I wrote a book entitled. Uh, a Walk Through the Valley, The Prevalence of People of African Descent in the Bible, where we trace uh, our people from the creation of humankind all the way throughout the diaspora. Um, we also have a um, Afrocentric study group that meets on Friday night that our host attends regularly and gives us a lot of valuable input. Um, I have a Afrocentric Christian church um, we we acknowledge the fact that we are descendants of the Hebrew Israelites, that we are God's chosen people, and that we are special in His sight. Um, I guess that's about it. That's enough, Seth. You said two or three minutes. I think that's enough. Well, um, this brother again, he always gives these little short bios, but this brother has a long, long list of work he do in the Dallas Forward area. Brother Chris, his father is ninety something. And if y'all could imagine this, my father just passed. But prior to my father passing, Brother Chris was there, and his father is 90-something. My father was 80-something there. And then we had another brother. He was like, I guess, 86, uh, Reverend Franklin, and he passed uh, not too long ago. And then it was just some brothers, and we would just get 
so intense at these studies, you know, just looking to ask questions. Unfortunately, that's not asked at our churches and and just not asked in our community. Somebody has to take the Bible and look deep into the matters of life and start asking some of these questions and quit running from everything. Questions like, you know, here's a good one. We talked about uh, uh, Tulsa, uh, uh, um, the uh, whole, why is it that when we begin to rise, things happen to us? Black Wall Street in Tulsa, and I think they had another Wall Street in Miami. You know, looking into the spiritual realm, why are these things happening? And and we talk about things like vitiligo and and and, and, and white skin and or and, and it being in the Bible and what does it mean? And we 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 disagree. We disagree vehemently sometimes. We agree. We agree vehemently sometimes. We just we just ask questions that all of you think, but you just won't dare bring it up in public or at some of these churches and not to knock the churches because again brother chris is a pastor himself the church folks let me just say this really briefly before i go back to the phone lines again uh welcome everyone to another episode of blog talk radio this is uh, a reality check and i'll read the show description here in a second if you are here tonight and you are a guest you are to be a guest on the show please press one very important okay but uh, this, this uh, Brother Chris has just done a lot uh, in serving our people, and I just want everybody to know that this ain't no little uh, fly-by-night minister. This is a brother that has been, I'm sure, ridiculed for his stance on who he believes we are as a people, uh, his stance on him going out to the school system. I'm telling you, this brother have a long track record of trying to do for our people, defending our people. And uh, I just respect him so much, and that's why I brought him on the show. Again, we also have to see Aina that's going to be calling in uh, from Columbus, Ohio, if I didn't already mention that. And also another brother, uh, Brother Yeshua, should be calling in also from Ohio. And I think the Ohio people is in the house because I see a 513. So let's go ahead and go back to the phone lines. And, uh, of course, we have to take a plane up to Ohio. Hey, that's a good little little hop and jump. So we'll do that. And here we go. Erico 513-307, who am I speaking with? Hey, shalom, brother. This is uh, Yashua. Okay, brother Yashua, how you doing, brother? Hey, I'm doing good. Doing good. How about you? I'm doing great, brother. Great. Good to hear your voice. Uh, uh, go ahead and just say hello to the people, brother. Everybody, this brother is Yashua, brother Yashua from Israel now. Now, this brother here of... Uh, Probably most of the teachers I know, I respect him probably more than almost anybody. You know, his knowledge of the Old Testament, you you very see, you very seldom see older people with this kind of knowledge. And for this brother to have this so young is just amazing. Surely the Most High have taught Brother Yeshua. Because this brother right here, y'all see if he get a chance to get wind up here. But check out Israel Now. Uh, he is the um, one of the hosts for Israel Now. We have used to do Bible studies uh, together. He went to Israel with me. Maybe we'll get to talk about that. And uh, this brother, anyway, I'm going to let him talk for himself. Brother Yashua, go ahead and just introduce yourself to the people since you wasn't on the last two shows. Okay. Well, I uh, just wanted to say shalom, shalom to everybody in the uh, listening audience, everybody online. Um, again, my name is uh, Yashua from Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, my congregation is called Israel Now in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, 
Yeah, just um, not too much else to really say. Um, just as far as um, just the ministry and everything we're doing, just trying to continuously uh, wake up our people to the knowledge of who the Most High is and who they are, and the knowledge of what we should be doing in these uh, last days. So um, just basically being busy with the work on a daily and weekly and monthly basis. You know, we have a nice congregation here in Cincinnati with a lot of brothers and sisters who love the Most High, who are definitely um, servants of the Most High with everything that they do, willing and to um, do whatever to serve our people and to help to bring light to our people in this uh, wicked world. So um, that's pretty much it. And, you know, I heard something the other day about you, brother, that I was, I was so thankful that you did. I can't believe you actually did this. So I want to hear from your mouth. Is it true you took a lot of young people to see uh, Black Panther? Oh, yeah, yeah. It, well, it wasn't just me. It was um, basically another brother that set it all up in our congregation, um, a brother named LT. He set it up, and uh, him and this sister in our congregation, she coaches a basketball team. She brought her whole basketball team, and then we had all hooked up with um, other, like, community leaders, other uh, couple of churches, and all type of stuff. So basically we bought out the whole entire theater. We had over 300 and some tickets, 300 and some seats. So we took probably about 200 kids, a couple of bus loads of kids and things like that. So. Yeah, it was like a whole big community effort. How many kids? It was about How 200 many? some kids. Uh, about 200 and something. Wow. Yep, wow. Yep. Wow. So yeah, we bought well, up the whole entire I, theater. So every the, every seat in there was pretty much just all of us, all of our people. So a bunch of adults to chaperone and then hundreds of kids. Wow, that was beautiful. I'm sure those kids will always remember that one. Well, anyway, that's his brother. That's brother just, I'm so glad I thought to bring that up. This brother right here has a very good heart. And uh, he was up there, in, 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 and we're going to come to your other other co-hosts. Or other, excuse me. Yes, other co-hosts. We'll come to you here in a second. Y'all actually co-hosts tonight because we're going to be doing, y'all going to be helping me. It's going to be a little different role tonight. But, uh Brother Yeshua, really briefly, i got to tell everybody this because, again, we're talking about who we are, and we're talking about not being cursed, and we're talking about, uh, I mean, we're being cursed as a nation while the nation is operating the curse. We're talking about how we can have the victory uh, and how we can live a victorious life if we obey the Father and pursue his heart, keep his, uh, follow the Spirit, obey the Spirit. So I want you to just, uh, uh, if you could, share with, with everyone when we was in Israel, this brother, I know you get tired of telling the story. Every time you come on five phones, I'll have you t- telling the story. But he was trying on a bracelet in Israel, because we're talking a lot about Israel tonight, family. And someone, one of the Jews, the Jews, we respect them. We, I call them Jews by religion. Some of you call them fake Jews. That's probably not a good name. You know, it's all about how you deliver stuff, folks. But anyway... They are fake, though. They're not the original. So I guess you could say fake Jews, but I like to say Jews by religion because they're not Jews for sure. Anyway, brother, this brother was trying on one of the bracelets to purchase to bring back to the States. And tell them what happened, uh, please, in about uh, two, two minutes, if you could. This is very important, folks. Listen to this story. It's very, very important. Okay, well, um, you know, pretty much um – the guy was questioning me on why I even wanted it or wanted to buy it. And um, so I guess he was alluding to the fact that you have to be a a Jew to have one. And so, you know, that pretty much has got me to um, 
get into the scriptures with him and get into history and things like that. And so I guess once when you deal with a lot of them, say it again. Tell everybody who he was. It's very important to know who he was. Oh, yeah. So pretty much he was, um, I guess he was studying there to be a uh, so-called rabbi or whatever. Um, He was there studying and, um, you know, um, to be a religious leader. And um, but what you'll find is a lot of times once we know who we are and once we acknowledge who we are and they know that we know who we are and we have some information to actually prove it and back it up, um, they always back down and admit that Um, almost everyone I've ever come in contact with. They do that, you know, and so I proceeded to let him know that I knew who I was and that, you know, about the um, about all the prophecies and things like that and how they fit our people, the so-called African-Americans, and how um, his people converted to Judaism in 740 A.D. under the Khazar Empire and different things like that and talked about how our people went through the Babylonian captivity and came back and and we linked it to um, 70 AD when our people fled into Africa, the interiors of Africa after the Roman armies came. And then from there, the Europeans came over and bought us from the Africans and brought us to the Western Hemisphere, which is all backed up through history and prophecy and quickly (laughs) just went through these things. And he looked me right in my face and said, um, I know that what you're saying is true, and can, I cannot deny anything you just said. And everything that I told him was that we're the true Israelites, and his people are not the true Israelites. They're actually uh, converts from the Khazar Empire, which means they're descendants of Japheth. And he basically just admitted that to me. But if I didn't know who I was, then he would have played that role of trying to be the almighty chosen people, which they're clearly not. That's why wow. they have the number one case of or I think the number two case in the world of skin cancer by living in that land because they're not native to that land, and that land gets too hot for them, and the sun shines too strong for them over there. That's why they have uh, one of the highest rates of skin cancer in all of the world because the land is spewing them out. And just like the Energizer battery, folks, he can go, 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 just like that. Facts, facts, facts. That's why I like this brother. He can do that for like an hour, just quote stuff like that. Um, but anyway, and before you go, I want you to talk about, not now, I want to go to another guest, and then I want to come back. Before we switch, before we go to the brother in Israel, I want you to, baby, next time you're on the mic, explain to people that are saying, y'all taking all these Hebrew names, y'all ain't no Hebrew. The changing of the names, all of these people that aspire to be uh, 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 just just the various Hebrew names we're all claiming, various people changing their names. Some some people that don't have the revelation, of course, have issues with it. And I want you to tell everybody how when Israel become a nation again, this is one of the things that the Most High says they would do. Okay, we'll go back to the phone lines. I think we have a question here because this is Erica 209 again. So this may not be a guest uh, co-host per se. So let's go ahead and go to the phone lines and uh, bring in this question to comment. Actually, hold on one second. Let me do this, folks. I'm rushing. I'm going a little bit too fast. Y'all got to bear with me. I'm excited. I'm not going to lie tonight. I'm really excited. Uh, so let's just go ahead and just because some people call five smooth songs every week. They don't know what the topic is. They just have a phone number. Maybe, you know, I talked to them years ago and they never. Don't even have a computer, some of them. They just call the phone number. So for you that don't know what's happening tonight, this is what I sent out to many people earlier. Earlier I typed this to several people. Tonight, Reality Check, Part 3, a black history special. 
Look, looking deep inside the state of African Americans, many have learned these so-called blacks in the USA are in fact one of the lost tribes of Israel. Tonight we examine other answers for our much oppression of this nation within a nation. Okay? Tonight, again, we're examining, looking at answers for our much oppression in this nation, folks. Also, according to Scripture, there will be a return to Israel by a remnant of Israelites from all four corners. If you read your Bible, you know that this was prophesied. And remember Deuteronomy 28, folks, said that everything Israel would do, they would repeat. Deuteronomy 28, verse 46 says, These blessings or curses is to be upon you forever. So I know you're looking at some very old, old, old ancient scriptures, prophecies. Remember, those things are to repeat. That's why a lot of people don't understand what this is all about. They think we're claiming something that's no longer that no longer is. Everything Israel ever did, when Moses gave that prophecy, Deuteronomy 28, this is off the script here, but of course i got to say this. When Moses was up on the mountain, he gave these commandments, these statutes to Israel. A lot of them people died 20, 30 years later, 40 years later. They didn't live live to see all of this. Who was he talking to? But in, in chapter 29, he mentioned this, these, this is not just for you standing here, but those that are far off. So again, Israel is to repeat what they went through in ancient time. I went on to type, also according to Scripture, there will be a remnant that's going to return to Israel from all four corners, as I said earlier. This has been happening for many years, and that's what Brother Yeshua and I, when we went to Israel, we was able to see that. People are returning to Israel, folks. Y'all can make fun of it and laugh at it. Folks left in 1960, and it's, they're 3,000 strong over there. Keep laughing. Tonight, calling from Israel Crown Brother, Dr. Kazriel Ben Yehuda speaks on his sojourn from the USA to Israel, his dual citizenship, and his extensive work in Israel. The father never abandoned his people, as Sister Eliana was saying earlier. His love is all around the dispersed Israelites worldwide. Amazing news tonight as our panel share more solutions. If I can talk tonight, amazing news tonight is our panel share more solutions and our guests share step-by-step ways to the land of promise physically for many. Okay? So there will be many people listening to this show tonight. I believe that it's going to do just that, make Israel their second home, and they will become dual citizenship. Now, I'm not on – I'm going to say this right now before I go to my – go to this caller – I recognize everybody's not going to do this. I recognize some people is threatened by this even this conversation. Okay? I want you all to understand something very clear. The most I never said you have to go. Well, hold on. Let me back up. You did say come out of here, my people. I only get my guests all riled up here. <laughs> uh, well, we'll talk about that. But, but I guess what I'm saying is he did say a remnant would return. So he must have knew that a lot of people wouldn't is what I'm really trying to say. But he did say come out of here. Come out of her, my people, that you may not partake of her destruction. Many people argue that's physically, spiritually, literally. We'll get into that in a second. But, folks, make no qualms about it. The Scripture talks about it. It's not something we're trying to do. The Scripture says a remnant would return. 
So don't knock what the scriptures already say is to happen, folks. And all we're doing tonight is giving many of our brothers and sisters tools. It may be you giving you tools to do just that when it is time. Now, I personally don't believe it's the time for us to all go now. I don't believe that. But I do think we need to start talking about it, planning it, quit laughing at it, because it's coming real soon. America is going to be judged. This horror is of Revelation 17 is going to be judged, and our nation, as we this nation as we know it, I say our should be our as we know it, is not going to be as peaceful as we as it is now. A lot of things are about to happen. Donald Trump, I mean, I'm coming to you, caller. Coming to you, caller. I believe. Donald Trump, I can't stand him. I think he's a very evil man, but many times the father used wicked people to bring his people to their knees to cry out to him. And then he came through for his people, and I think that's what's about to happen. This man is about to, it's not so much what he's going to do. He's sending a quiet signal to all of these white supremacists, and they are united, led by the one and only Jared Taylor with his big mouth. So these folks is not playing with African-American folks, and I hope y'all are really paying attention to white supremacists. They're serious. Okay? But anyway, I'll get me started on that. Eric Code 209. 244, go ahead with your question or comment. Sorry, I had to lay it out like that, but I had to read the show's description. Go ahead. Who am I sticking with? God bless you. This is Bishop Charles Warren, uh, Eliano's uh, older brother. Uh, I was uh, invited. She told me to come and listen to you. I, I hear what you're saying. I am in total agreement. I was talking this same message in the 60s uh, when I was a part wow. of... Uh, a revolutionary group. Uh, but God came in my life and he saved my soul. And I've been walking with him ever since. You're doing a good deed. And the scripture does say that he will gather up the remnants. So we do know Man. that. And we, we believe that, you know. And when we quote the scripture, it's always good to do it right for you give people misunderstanding about certain things. I'm not saying or getting on you about it, but, you know, it's it's always good to let them know the truth. But the Bible says they shall know the truth, and the truth shall set them free. We're Amen. on the cusp. Right. We're on the cusp. We're on the cusp of the blessings of the Lord pouring down. And the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the um, I mean for the righteous. We're on the cusp. That's why the Bible says that if my people who are called by my name, he's talking about he's talking about those who are are, are lost and those who are, are African Americans and those who are caught up in different uh, slave type mentalities and all of this. All these people need to humble themselves, seek his face. Turn from the wicked ways, you know. Then he will hear them from heaven. Then he will forgive their sins, and then he will heal the land. That's what we are on the cusp of. We're on the cusp of this land being healed. For we have many people that are praying. The truth has come out. It has been hidden for many, many years. Amen. Many, many years. And they have Amen. been trying to kill us. They have been trying to disintegrate us, genocide, 
You know, and that's because we are the chosen people. The chosen people. We are let the chosen people. Bishop, let me jump in here and ask you a question, because uh, you're right on point, and this is what we want tonight. We want those of you that know we Israel. We don't want to do all the talking, but I, 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 we want you to just hit on how you know we Israel. So I appreciate you sharing that, and I think um, let me ask you this: Where uh, Eliana was telling us last week that you you have churches in Africa? Is that correct? I have churches in Liberia, Ghana, and Kenya, and I have churches in India. Okay, now do you teach them that we're the Israelites? Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. And I got, How do they I got, that? How I do got they Africa that? blending more with American, uh, African Americans than they used to because the same man that that hoodwinked us confused them to cause them to dislike us because we were over here enduring this, but they were over there enduring their suffering too. See, the same man. That, uh, uh, created the destruction that we call destruction and slavery and all that other is the same man that went over to Africa and ruined Africa. Took all the news and all of these other other things. Well, listen, I, I really appreciate you sharing that and, and being and doing what you do, going into the motherland, educating our, our brothers and sisters in, in the motherland. You know, we all one one human family. We really are. And in the end, the Father's going to get his glory, and and every knee is going to have to bow. So I appreciate yes. you calling tonight, sharing what you're sharing. I really would like to maybe do a show with just you, maybe one-on-one um, in the near future, and get more to, to, to what exactly you're doing in Africa and, and, and all of these various places. So uh, just out of respect for my guests, I want to go ahead and give them the mic a little bit more. Because we got this gentleman coming on really, so really, really quick here from uh, he should be calling anyway from Israel. Um, oh, so I want to just hit yes. Um, I um, just thank you for calling. I had a question, but I think I'm just going to hold off on it because I got a feeling if you like if you like me, it may take you five or ten minutes to answer that question. But listen, you said enough, and I'm I'm, I'm sure people are seeing that this is not something that we're just we concoct that it's it's biblically. It's biblically based. It's international. It's not a small thing. I've been to 24 countries. I'm telling you, it's everywhere. Everybody don't acknowledge the people in Israel as 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 the Jews. That's a that's a that's a Europe thing. That's an American thing. Across the Atlantic and that Pacific, things get a little bit different. So listen, uh, Bishop, I really appreciate you supporting uh, Five Smooth Stone Calling Light and checking out the show. I want to I want you to put press one. When I put you on hold, where your hand will go down. The reason why is, don't do it now, but when I put you on hold, I want you to press 1 where your hand will go down because you may want to come back later on and ask the brother a question or one of us, okay? Are you there? Did we lose the bishop? Yeah, I know. No, you didn't lose me. I'm sorry. Okay, so I'm go if you I'm gonna go in again, thank you for 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 uh, commenting, and I'm gonna go in and put you on hold for now. You can come back and ask questions to any of the guests or uh, uh, a little later on, okay? Okay, God bless you. All right. Well, Sister Eliana, your brother Carl, and it was good to hear from him. He sounded like he's done a lot of work in the motherland, pushing this truth, and just like just it's a family thing, I guess, right? Absolutely, 100%. My father might even call in. He's a pastor as well. And my father 
Um, he has a real powerful testimony. But, yes, it is family. It's family. It is family. It is family. And our family is deeply, you know, the Most High has used us tremendously. We all have different spheres of influence, but definitely the Most High is raising us up for yes, this time. And, 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 and I appreciate that. And just so everybody knows, Sister Yaina is not going to be the only uh, sister or lady tonight on our show. We do have Sister Yaina, so we'll be calling from uh, Columbus, Ohio. And uh, so we should hear from her any moment now. Um, Brother Terry, let me just switch. And Sister Yaina, again, thank you for connecting us with the bishop. And hopefully he'll ask a question a little later on and make a comment. And he's not done. I just wanted to get back to the to the to the panel here. But I hope the bishop have uh, other comments or questions a little later on as we do the interview and so forth. Uh, Brother uh, Pastor, uh, the the only – well, I shouldn't say that because Brother Terry actually had – all of you have congregations you lead, so I guess I'm the the minority here. (laughs) But uh, uh, Brother Chris, what did you think of what the bishop said or anything you might want to share with regards to uh, just anything you've heard? Uh, I fully agree with the bishop. He's right on task. I have nothing to disagree with him about. And I really respect the fact that he's trying to reach out to our brothers and sisters in in Africa. Yes, uh, yes, yes. And they told, you know, I was telling them about, uh, you know, many of the West African tribes from the you know, like the Yoruba and Fulani uh, uh, and the, the Ashanti, who were descendants of he, and they said they didn't know. And I said, well, why don't you know? And one of them said, well, you know, we get the same Eurocentric teachings that you get in the United States. So our culture has been wiped out as far as us knowing where we are, where we are from and who we are descendants of. So the brothers over there need help also. So, you know, I really respect and honor the bishop for doing that. That's, that's absolutely, uh, I absolutely I concur with that. I also want to say this, folks, listen. I know I haven't been all over the world. I've been, I've been various parts of the world. Twenty-four countries is, is is not a whole lot compared to some people traveling. But I can tell you this: the Africa is three times the place we call Africa. That wasn't the original name. Is three times bigger than the United States family. And if you think there's not Hebrew Israelites or Israelites or the uh, scattered tribes there, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, um, Bishop, I mean, look at me saying Bishop. I got your brother on, on my mind here. Uh, but no, um, um, in South Africa, Mandela introduced to the world the Limba people. And some of you know who they are. Many of you don't know who they are. But there were slave ships that actually took some of our people to South Africa. So Africa is complicated because some Africans are not Israel. Some Africans are Israel. Some have been observing things like the Shabbat and just various so-called Jewish practices for a very, very long time. I mean, even back... I mean, long, long time, hundreds of years, folks. Remember the father said, I will scatter you to the four corners, and he was scattered them into all nations. I don't believe there's 200 nations today. I still think there's only 70, just as it was, and and, um, there's a lot of break-off nations from that 70. But I think there's only 70 nations, really, 
and the Father scattered us too. Now, Africa has to be represented in that, and we cannot uh, uh, ignore places like China. They're there as well, and we cannot ignore Europe. This is what gets really complicated because I don't care how much melanin you got, if you get the Crusades happening, whom the Father ordained to come down and take the land of Israel because our people were scattered, and they take slaves, or they take captives, those people that was once in that land, our people, mixing hundreds and hundreds of years in Europe. I don't care if you're Miles Davis color, you're going to wind up looking like, you know, some typical white person. So I do believe some of those white Jews, I'll call listeners, and uh, I'm not trying to appease white people. I ain't on that. I ain't scared of none of y'all. But I'm letting y'all know that if we're in the four corners, we have to be in, yes, powder white Europe. And I say powder not to be disrespectful, but I'm saying color contrast. We have to have representatives in Europe. So I do believe some of the people in the land of Israel are indeed biological, biological bloodline Israel. Now, before I go a step further, I want to say this, and then I want to go to Brother uh, Yahshua. Anxious to hear what he's got to say on this, but i got to say this. Folks, we understand that the flesh profit is nothing. We're not ignorant people on the line tonight. We're not uninformed people on the line tonight. The spirit, the heart, is what the Father wanted all along, ever since Adam. Okay? He only chose Israel because of Abraham and the covenant. Y'all know the whole story. But to be just a Jew or Israelite is not enough. It's just not enough. Remember, this stiff-necked people once knew who they were, and that's because of their rebellion. We winded up where we are today. So it's, we're not preaching on the line tonight merely to the fact that we're Jews. When we start talking about a remnant returning home, it's not just a physical thing. Okay? That is our home. As far as it sounds, Israel is the home of the African-American. We can say we have dual citizenship because we have definitely paid the cost to have citizenship in this country. But where our names fit us, our true names, because it's not these our last names, that's not who we are. We are from Israel. But I just want everybody to understand that the, the biggest, if I don't get nothing else out, I'm talking because, you know, I'm kind of being interviewed, too, so to speak. If I, Seth, don't say anything else tonight, please note two things. We're not cursed individually if we obey the Father and follow the Spirit. There is no way. That Bible does not support that. Our nation is supposed to operate in the curse, just like when Yeshua came with all that power, or Yahweh came with all that power. His nation was in captivity. When he left, they were still in captivity. But he provided a way for them, if they turned their hearts over him, to escape. So I just want to say that because people are coming and going. Folks is not listening to everything we're saying. And I don't want people to think we're just not here trying to push some fleshly thing. No. The Father never cared for Israel like just because of who they were. He most of the time was angry. There's so many. Most of the time the Father was angry with Israel. Because they was a stiff-necked, rebellious people. 
So we're bringing out this truth to get our people to return to him in their hearts. We just need to know we Israel in these physical things, many physical things we'll talk about tonight, because if we don't know these physical things, who we are, why we're in America, we won't even turn to this God in the first place. We won't even be interested in this God in the first place. We won't even want to believe. It just looks like he's picking on us. So it's not a very good-looking father without this revelation. If you don't know who Israel, you might be questioning his love, his acceptance of you, looking at America just the way it is. So please know that. Having said that, Brother Yahshua, you have any feedback on what I just said? Uh, and also, uh, if you could, because you're the new one tonight, and Sister Yain, if she calls, is also a newbie. If you could just, just take your time and just talk about how did you find out we Israel uh, and what did it for you? If, and also, any comments on what I just said, please. Okay, well, um, basically, kind of what you said in dealing with the uh, our names and things like that first is uh, I'm sure a lot of people on the line already know that there is a prophecy that actually talks about that when it talks about um, in the latter days how we will begin to name ourselves or surname ourselves Israel again. And, um, you know, that's pretty much a great prophecy because as you look on Facebook now and in different things like that, those that are conscious and have friends that acknowledge us being Israel, it's um, thousands and thousands of people all over this country that are now taking on Hebrew names and claiming our true heritage as Hebrew Israelites and things like that, which is just fitting the prophecy that the prophet foretold that we would do in the scriptures. Um so, again, that's another great thing, and a lot of the people who are doing it, uh, when they first come into this and first take it on Hebrew names, a lot of them don't even know about that prophecy. You know, a lot of them may even find out about that prophecy later after they have taken on a Hebrew name. So the um, the scriptures fit us like a glove. Um, but uh, also, um, just as far as us being Israel, I mean, for me, um, you know, uh, years ago, I was just studying and studying um, a lot of different uh, things, just trying to find out the truth concerning the scriptures. And I remember um, when I read Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, which is probably the chapter that woke up most of our people to the fact of who we are, even though there are many places in the scripture that can um, that can definitely let us know. But that chapter is just so, so vividly vivid in detail. That was the chapter that uh, that did it for me, you know. And and from that time on, when I read it for the first time and understood it, um, you you know, I believe that we were Israel. And from that time forward, um, which was you know um, 20 years ago, I um, I look for more and more information to to um, to, to coincide with that truth. And over the years, just compiled a lot of different information, and it's just an undeniable fact of who we are. And the fact of who we are, we have a great responsibility and a great thing to do because we are truly the spiritual leaders of the nations of the world. As the Almighty let us know that the nation of Israel shall be a kingdom or a nation of priests. So our whole nation should be priests, priests to who? All the other nations upon the face of the earth. So just to keep it short, brother, that's all I would say concerning that. 
Well, I don't want you to keep it short. You're one of those brothers that I really want you to have your way tonight. But uh, I'll go ahead for now and, and, and go over to Sister uh, Yaina. Um, Sister Yaina, uh, should we go, we go, go to Pastor Chris? Uh, hold on, just y'all bear with me here. I'm trying to do 15 things here at one time. I'll tell you what, uh, Sister Yaina. Uh, what we'd like to do, because this brother, if he, if he, if he's able to come on, he said he would. So you know, it's all, all I have is people's word. Um, until he comes on, I'd like for you to just share a little more about, a little bit about, because some people didn't hear part one and part two, unfortunately, and they're listening to the show for the first time, and we can't be like I was saying last week. We just can't be arrogant and just say, oh, let's move on, let's keep going. We have to remember there are people that don't know any of this. They're they're they they love the Father, they have His Spirit, and guess what? That's the most important. My mother didn't know anything about. It. She didn't believe he was Israel. She died. My father, well, my father actually believed it, but I'm saying there's many of our elders that went on to be with the Father, and uh, they're with the Father, and they did not have this revelation. So this is not the most important revelation, but i tell you one thing. You will not understand America. You will not understand really your black skin. You won't understand your white skin. You won't understand why there's fighting in the Gaza Strip when the Bible talks about when Israel become a nation that will be going to be peace and the lion and the lamb is going to let... Oh, let me slow down. You won't understand all of the warring in the Gaza Strip if Israel has become a nation, which should be a peaceful thing. The Bible is going to contradict itself on every turn where Israel is concerned if you don't understand who the true Israelites are. If you put the wrong people in that, those prophecies... And right now, the evangelists, the uh, our, 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 our people, well, let me say it another way. Put it like this. Most ministers are trying to fit in prophecy those, and I'm going to say, precious, white-skinned people over in that land, and they don't fit no prophecy. I'm going to say it again. Just like I did in Cincinnati over the radio for many years. No prophecy. Oh, they fit surely one. No prophecy. And if you're listening, don't be scared. <laughs> and you want to call us and talk to us, remember, just press one of the phone lines. You come on here and let us know. Hey, we think you're a cult. Or y'all twisting scriptures. Or y'all just into the flesh. Or whatever you might want to have for our, our, our guest tonight. Let us know. What do you think? Uh, because we care about you. We love you. We're here for you. And I'm not just talking about black folk. I'm talking about the planet. And while I'm on, i got to say this, and then I'm coming to you, Brother uh, 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 um, um, Brother Chris. And, again, if you're going to be on the show tonight and you're in the house, press 1. Press 1, please. But, folks, listen. Oftentimes, I'm ridiculed because I talk a lot about me wanting other people to know, such as whites to know, Indians to know, Africans to know, uh, Papua New Guineans to know, because this is not a USA thing. There are 12 tribes. They're scattered at the four corners. They don't all speak English. They don't all know Beyonce and Jay-Z. And they are Israel. So my message is never to just black folk. Never, ever. 
There's some white brothers and sisters who have the heart that the Father is looking for. They are a type of Israel. They're called a spiritual Jew. And that's way more important to be than to be a natural Jew. The Father will kill you. I do mean he, I'm going to say it like this. Let me rephrase that. I'll fucking in trouble. The Father have taken the lives of Israelites in the past who knew they was Israel but didn't have his heart, didn't have his spirit, didn't operate according to his precepts and concepts. When they violated his laws, he have taken their lives. I'm thinking of Korah for one. In the Old Testament, open up the earth, swallowed Israelites. So if you are someone that don't look like an African-American, who is primarily what we're talking about tonight, and you listen, and you say, what's in it for me? I love the Father. I've given my life to him. I follow him wherever he go. I follow his commandments. Here's what you can do. Fund the movement. Fund it. Start preaching in your churches. Start teaching. This is really going to judge where your heart is at. If you believe in what we're saying tonight, teach it to your children. Tell your churches to take down them white images. He didn't look like that. In other words, just preach the gospel. Tell the truth. Preach the Bible. Fund the Bible. Fund the Bible. See, the reason I want to say this is because, unfortunately, we are Israel. We Israelites are in bondage. A lot of us don't have some of the power that some of you have. A lot of us don't have some of the insights some of you have. A lot of us can go into those background boardrooms that some of you have. And many of you are in those positions, and you truly are spiritual Jews. You truly are what the Father's looking for. Your heart is right. You don't subscribe to police brutality. You speak out on racism. You might be passive. I know some of y'all, just like we are passive. Some of you are a little passive here and there. But your heart is for the most high creation. So I just want to say that to you. Now, if you listen tonight and you're Papua New Guinea or you're some other ethnic group and you're not African-American, you don't even kind of understand us because our English is so foreign to you. You speak another language. We need you. That remnant that is going to return need you because you are part of the church. You are part of his people. The Bible has places for you in his kingdom when Israel is to set up rule and shop in Jerusalem, Jerusalem. So let's get this straight. We need you. This ain't a black thing. Don't write us off as a black thing. Sister Eliana, I, I don't know if I was going to come to you next time, but I really want to hear you comment and then we'll go to Brother Chris, please. Did you mean Sister Eliana or was the other sister? Yeah, but I yeah Sister Eliana. Okay, great. <laughs> I wanted to say something that I think you were trying to get out, and I I heard it in my spirit. And I think the message that you were just conveying to Israel is, yes, as a black-skinned, African-American, predominantly people, but not all black-skinned, because I'll tell you, my four-year-old great-grandson is white with blonde hair, and he is of my blood. He is my true grandson. He's my daughter's son, and he is not black. But 
he comes to me and says, Grandma, where's your Bible? Let's read. Before I, they go to bed, he goes, Grandma, can you uh, tell me a story? I need to hear the word. My, that baby knows the word of God because it's in him as a Hebrew. But that's not the point. What you were saying is, I think you were saying, I wanted to bring clarity, is that once we understand that we really are the biblical Hebrews, what you're saying is we still must be born again, like Yeshua had said. Israel Absolutely. must be born again. We have to be born again. We can't, We were not going to, again, I believe it was the bishop, and then it was said again, the flesh profited nothing. So in our natural flesh, yes, we are oppressed. We've gone through that. We understand there are curses on the nation. But if the nation is to return and really walk in the commandments and be obedient, we also must be born again, like Yehoshua said, to Nicodemus at night, we must be born by water and by the Spirit. We cannot enter into our mother's womb and be born a second time, but we can be born of the Spirit. And I believe that's the heart of what you were just conveying. The understanding of who we are and why we're in the condition is one thing. But the Father has, like you said, has always been looking for us to circumcise our hearts, not our flesh, but our hearts. And we must be born again. We must be born again. And so I just wanted to add that. I like that. I like that. All right. Uh, Brother uh, Yeshua, uh, all the way in Ohio, go ahead. Comment on what the sister was just saying. Okay. Well, um, definitely I would have to uh, agree, agree totally. Um, definitely it's about the uh, the spirit of the Most High must um dwell within you. Um that that's a part of that uh that process. And if you don't have it you can always seek the most high and pray to the most high for that spirit. Um that spirit allows you to um understand the scriptures. That spirit allows you to obey the most high. The Holy Spirit that allows you also to um to, to hear the most high and connect with the most high and connect with the most high's um um voice and things like that. Um so that's definitely uh, one of the main things that um, that must be done. So just pray to the Almighty for the uh, the Spirit, the Spirit of Truth. Um, so uh, definitely, I totally agree with that. Um, also, I think she mentioned a little bit about uh, baptism as well, as far as water baptism, uh, baptism by the Holy Spirit, also baptism by water, which I uh, totally agree with uh, both of those as well. Amen. Amen. And I spell amen, A-M-A-N. <laughs> All right, folks, listen, uh, Brother Chris, any any comments on that, anything? I'm looking at the phone lines again. If you have any questions or comments, go ahead and press one on the phone lines. We are still waiting on our brother to call in. Hopefully, you know, uh, I expect him by now. I gave him a link, so he has a VIP pass straight to the show. But anyway, okay, whose line is that? Oh, wait, hold on, somebody's line got a little noise in the background. Please press uh, mint, uh, mute me if you're not speaking. Okay. All right, brother Chris, please. Uh, yes. Any comments on that? Yes, yes, yes. You know, um, born of the spirit means you know we we our spirits have been kind of forced. Hold on, hold on, brother. Hold on. You must got me on speaker. You need to. You can't. It, it, you sound far away. What about now? 
better, much, much better. Okay. Yeah, that's what yeah. that noise well, we was hearing, too. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, um, you know, when born again, I, I was saying that our spirits have been poisoned by uh, the form of Christianity that we have been taught all our lives. And I think one of the things that Yeshua meant when he said you must be born again, we have to change our attitude. It's just like I'm sure that, that, that everybody on the line, you know, people think we're crazy or y'all getting all that crazy stuff from, but, you know, we know we're dealing in truth. And we know we feel confident in what we say. But we have been born again in the, into the We're no longer in bondage to what other people have told us is the truth. We know the truth, and we have been born again. So that's, the, you know, I'm just saying that's just a part, I think, of what Yeshua meant when he said you must be born again. Okay. Well, I just want to say, just closing out that, because, again, folks, we just it's kind of open forum, but we do want to stay on topic. If, anything, if you have any questions or comments, again, press 1, okay? But I just want to say it's about being born again. There is a difference. There is a difference. I meet people that go to church and that know a lot of facts about the motherland, that know a lot of Bible scriptures. They don't believe Christ really died and rose again. And you have to believe that. You have to accept him into your heart. And when you do and you believe that, the Bible talks about something called gift of righteousness. You become as Christ. You be placed you're placed in Christ. But I don't want to get too much off the topic, but I just wanna say the well said we must be born again, all of us. And so those of you that's new to this, I gotta keep your you at at the center of my heart. Most of us know a lot of this already on the phone lines and we just we just fellowship with our brothers tonight, but there are some of you that really is concerned about this movement. Did y'all know this is the largest movement among young people uh, with, as far as so-called spiritual expression? This is it. And it's either this or the next would be, uh, there's a lot of uh, Egyptologists, I don't like that word, study of Kemet, and there's a lot of mysticism around that. That would be the second uh, uh, um, um religious expression right now. This is where our young people are headed. They're not headed to these churches. They have issues with these churches because they have found some things to be a lie, just like what we're talking about tonight, that we are indeed Israelites. And when they find these kinds of things out, they just get done with the church. Well, we're trying to hopefully put a balance out here tonight and let everybody know that don't throw away the baby with the bath water. You know, the church do have some fallacies or some lies, part of this foundation, you know, such as Ham being cursed, black man being cursed, white people in Israel being the Jews, and and just a lot of teachings I won't go into tonight. But just, I I want us to just, just to kind of slow down a little bit and just kind of, until this brother called, and if he don't call, we're just going to fill up the time with these powerful voices on this line. I really hope he calls. Uh, he was on the show once before, and he uh, I'm just I'm a little upset he hadn't called, to be very honest. But uh, sometimes things happen there in Israel. This guy, uh, Brother uh, Kazriel, is a very important man in the in the nation of Israel. Uh, he is the head of Demona's priesthood. He writes a lot of their teachings and stuff. Uh, 
anyway, and, and while I'm on him, uh, just so everybody knows, because they're probably wondering, who is this guy? Uh, he has a long bio. Brother Chris, I was going to ask you to read his bio, but since he's not here yet, I don't think that's probably in line to do that. But uh, the brother we invited is a very powerful force. I also have my niece in Israel. I uh, didn't call her because I wanted to his, him to be in the spotlight exclusively. But don't forget Charity. Many of you have heard her in the past talk about her sojourn in and out of Israel. and She lives there as we speak. So hopefully Brother Kajriel will call. But in the meantime, I want to start talking about returning. Uh, we've hit the – if you tune in to hear a lot of scriptures about how we know we Israel, again, please check out show number one. It just probably wouldn't – make a lot of sense to go over too many scriptures when we already did that. So the the reality check part one goes over how we know we Israel. We cover lots of scriptures. I think the key scripture, if I could say this, I know that everybody shared something, but family, if I could say this, it's probably Deuteronomy 28 verse 46, which says that these blessings that Moses was speaking of in Deuteronomy uh, 28, he said, these will be upon you forever, forever, forever. Now, those people died right away that he told that to. And then, like I said earlier, in Deuteronomy 29, he said, this is not just for you, but for many generations far off. We are that generation. Brother, brother, uh, if I can call you out, Brother Yahshua, uh, hit that a little bit about how we know in terms of the prophets continuing I feel like you got a little something there. I mean, we've done these teachings over and over and over again. I'll let you run with that a little bit while I take a little sip of this tea here, please. Okay, well, basically, um, you know, of course, our ancestors disobeyed the Almighty, so therefore it was prophesied that all these curses would come upon us as a people, which all happened to us and is still happening to us until this very day. But at the same time, they are constantly, because our people are constantly falling into the same um, the same sins and the same mistakes that our forefathers did, it's just still constantly renewing and renewing these same old curses are continuously upon our people, you know, because it started with our ancestors, but at the same time, like I say, we're constantly doing the same mistakes that they made, so it's constantly... Each generation is still going through some of the same things and is actually getting progressively worse when it comes to certain um, certain aspects of the curses. Um, so, you know, that's how it is. And I know that um, when we look at the scriptures, it talks about that we'll be put on sh- ships and taken to a land um, that we know not of. And, of course, that's over here in America, the land that we didn't know of. It also talks about how we wouldn't understand their language. And we didn't understand the Europeans' language when they had enslaved us. It talks about we will they will put yokes of iron on our necks, and we're the people that fit that as well. They had yokes of iron on our necks. It talks about all these different things that fits us as a people. You know, it talks about um, and when we get there, we're gonna worship other deities and different things like that, which many of our people is doing even into this day when all these other belief systems and all these other religions instead of God's what the gave us. Right, exactly, exactly. Instead of what the most high gave us. So it's um it's constantly renewing itself. Also another thing I wanted to bring up as far as these prophecies, um, 
we're, we're the only people, when you look all around this country, you can look at uh, the people who the world believes are the Jews, which we know they are not the Jews. Actually, I call them fake Jews. Um, their young men are not constantly on the street corners of all the cities all across this country. They're not the ones standing on the corners all the time. Neither are any of the European nations. You know, we have Chinese-Americans. Their young men are not on the street corners. We have all these different, even the Africans, that come over to this country. They're not constantly on the street corners. But our people, the true children of Israel, all in every major city you go to in this country, our men are constantly on the street corners. Right, and that's a prophecy as well, as you know in the scriptures that talks about um that our that our young men will be like a wild bull in a net at the head of every street. The head of the street means the corner, the corner of the streets, so all these things were prophesied about us as a people, and what's funny is our people are constantly reading this book that I call the scriptures week in and week out, and still unable to penetrate it and unable to see that this whole book is about us and our relationship with our Father, our ups and our downs, our highs and our lows, right? And then how the other nations come in is that we were supposed to be the priest to the other nations, that whenever someone from another nation wanted to know the truth about the Most High and wanted to seek salvation, they had to come to the Almighty Sons, who is the nation of Israel, and we could show them the way because the Almighty had left his word with us. Amen. Amen. That's powerful. That's powerful. Folks, I just want to interrupt you just for a second. Uh, our guest just hit me on Facebook saying he is trying to call. And uh, I sent him an email and told him, you don't need to call. You have a VIP pass. We can do that as hosts. We can send certain people through their email uh, a link. And all you just click on the link and just talk to your computer. And I was trying to save him money. So I'm just sending him instructions again on how to do that. So hopefully he'll be tuning in here shortly. Uh, any comments on what was just said, uh, Sister Eliana? Yes. Oh, my gosh. That was so well said. That was so well put. It was so easy. I mean, even my four-year-old grandson could understand it. That was beautiful. And, um yeah, I, I just think that it's just so powerful. You know, my father, who is a very, very hard man to convince, um, heard the part two. I went over and I played it a couple of days after, I think on Wednesday, and um, my father was listening. And so I was trying to explain, he goes, uh, you know, because he says, oh, you know, um, be quiet. Now, he used to tell me that when I was a little girl. He loved watching the news, and I would come in and want to just be with my dad and say, wait, you know, be quiet. So I knew he was listening when he told me to be quiet. I said, my father is listening. And then, you know, he said, this is not a revolution. Now, my father is 75 years old. He's been in the military. He served under a great deal of white supremacy. I don't want to tell his testimony, but he grew up in Jim Crow. And my father said to my mother and I, this is not a revolution because they've lived through the revolutions of the 60s and, and they went through a lot of the black power movements and a lot of things where we tried to empower our people but without the most power. Wow. We tried to get our people together in the past but without the father. But my father said, this is a revelation, not a revolution. 
And I said, oh, Dad, I'm going to take that and I'm going to use it as my own. But he said, this is a revelation. And I, I knew then that the Father is doing something. Because remember when Israel, our ancestors came out of Egypt the first time, the older people had a problem. They wanted to. They wanted the oppression to end, but they were. They wanted the leeks and the garlic. They wanted to actually. What they wanted the father to do is to just alleviate the pressure of the bondage that they were in and make them on par, and to help them to acculturate and to be accepted among the ancient Egyptians at that time. But the father says, "No, you are a chosen people." Now that's what our black leaders have done in the past. You know, all of the leaders, I'm not going to call the names, but even, you know, well, whoever, you know, and I don't want to say the name out of disrespect because they, they tried to do well. The one who ran for president actually won the nomination but created the Rainbow Coalition. I'm not calling names. He stood with uh, Dr. Martin Luther King. However, that wasn't the most high doing that, but it was just like the ancient leaders of old. They came out of out of Egypt, but they had that, that's not what they wanted. They didn't want to be gathered in the wilderness. They didn't want to be a separate people. They wanted to be on par with the Egyptians, and that's what our past black leaders have done, and the black movements have tried to show the leaders of this nation that we are just as smart. We are just as capable. We work just as hard or harder. We are just as intelligent, good. That's not what it's about. It's about us being a nation within a nation and a nation particularly belonging to the King of Kings and the creator of the universe who has set us aside to be that nation of kings and priests unto the nations. And so when my father said, this is a revelation and not a revolution, I said, Father, this you are doing something most high. You are beginning to waken our people all around. And remember, the elders of old did not make it into the promised land. They died in the wilderness because they were not ready to let go of Egypt in their hearts. But I believe at this calling out from the four corners, the Most High is going to correct the heart condition of his people. He's going to perform spiritual open heart surgery, and he's going to, like he said, he's going to write his commandments and his scriptures on our hearts, not in our minds, not a suggestion, a good idea, but he's going to literally Retransform our heart We're going to get a heart transplant And our young and our old Of that remnant Which is going to be a great number Because we are really As the sand of the sea We cannot be numbered We are as the sand of the sea Wherever we are However that remnant is going to be a large number But the Most High is going to do a heart transplant On his people And when this time our young and our old Are going to come out and they're going to have the mind and the heart and the spirit and the energy and the desire to really serve the Most High and keep his commandments and reenter that land and be established as his kingdom upon this earth. And I believe that's what the Father is doing right now. We don't have to convince people. The Father is convincing them. The Father is doing the work. All we have to do is be ready to teach. 
Wow. Wow, that was good. That was good. And, and folks, I just want to say this really quickly. It is, uh, you know, uh, we got to start thinking global. Many of us haven't traveled outside of uh, our state. We got to start thinking global. This, you know, I ain't going to lie, part of me, <laughs> part of me wanted to be black and white. Black people, white people, the devil, black people, the good people. Where I can just see the enemy. Part of me. I don't, I'm just being honest. I get tired of, when it's the heart, you got to treat everybody right, because you don't know. When it's the color, it's easy. That's an easy fight. Folks, it is not about no color. I have met so many people of all ethnic groups. We keep talking about white, white, white. But remember, Israel's enemy wasn't white. White people as a nation in Europe, and that's not even their homes. People was there before them that didn't look like them. Dark, dark-skinned people was up there way many times before whites decided to stay there, which was better for their condition of albinism. Come on, folks. Science here. But listen, it's a global thing. And I think if we quit hating some of us on the streets, calling you out New York, you know, all this hatred we're putting out there, it we might... Not that we want to sit around begging people to do anything for us, but if we're preaching hate, we don't put sugar on what we're saying. Not cream is the difference. Sugar, not cream. Keep it strong. Keep it right. I'm not talking about laughing when things ain't funny. I ain't scared of none of no white folks, none, nobody out there, the Klan, the militia, none of them. But... We don't know who out there is belongs to the Father. We don't know. While I'm praying, some of our people that look like us is taking us back into bondage. I ain't playing with it. He is looking for the heart. So am I. I love it when they happens to look like me, though. I ain't going to lie. I'm partial. Sorry. I am. I love it when they look like me and my cousins or my aunts and my uncles. But when they don't, they still get my love. I mean, they going to get my love regardless, but they, they still get my, I can work with them. I can work with them. And we got to start thinking like that because, again, we don't have the, put it like this, the father never does something with just the people based upon how they look. That's cuckoo. He never, ever did it. And he wants to bless. Some people want to be a blessing. You know, I don't want to tell all the business, but I've been doing these blogs for a while, and y'all would be surprised to know how many people just quick to give money. Everybody ain't broke. There's a lot of people out here that want to be blessed of the most high. They understand the law of reciprocity. They understand the law of giving, sowing, and reaping. And there's a lot of people, some of them look like us, some of them don't look like us, that want to bless us. That's going to be a part of this remnant returning. And let's start kind of switching gears if we could and talk a little bit about that. And, Brother Chris, I'll come to you next on that. But start thinking about getting up out of this land. I mean, we got to start quit trivializing that. And we got to also quit thinking it's just all black. 
I'm telling you, that's going to be our biggest downfall. I'm not going to say it's going to be. It, it could be our biggest downfall if we don't change that. It's people that are not Israel in the line, in the lineage of Israel. A prostitute to change the heart. I'm serious. Everybody in the lineage of Israel wasn't from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Let's not make the same mistake. It's about the heart. It's about those that pursue him. It's not about just merely keeping a commandment even. It's who you're keeping it unto. Why are you doing it? You know, some people get religious. Some of these people are very complicated. They can quote all these scriptures and stuff, and but their heart is not right. I met them. They know we Israel, and their heart is black as I don't know what. I shouldn't say black, you know, but their heart is not right. I'm meeting people, and I love to know what y'all think of this, but I'm meeting people, family, who know we Israel, and they hate. Who know we Israel, and I'm, I'm talking about folks on the street spitting at, you know, and just doing all kinds of, not, well, not, maybe not spitting, but yeah, I've seen that too, but most of the time they're not spitting. I shouldn't say that since only a few people did that. But they're very rude. I remember I saw this one uh, a video of our brothers and sisters out in the street preaching the show, enough truth. My goodness, just scholars out there. But one part of the truth they didn't get is that we're supposed to treat the stranger among you with love. And I heard one of these persons that wasn't a Hebrew say, I believe in the Messiah. I believe in the God of the Old Testament and the New Testament. I'm a believer. I just don't know what y'all saying to be true. And this brother just let him have it. Told him to lick his boots. Say the scripture says you're going to bow to me one day. So, reality check here. Let me just just say this, and then I'm going to go to Brother Chris. Tonight, tonight, what are we doing? Y'all heard the show description. We're finishing up reality check. The brother, hopefully he'll call. I've gave him three different ways to contact me. Three different ways, so he should be calling. So, listen, folks. Tonight. If you want to know scriptures about how we know we Israel, just like Brother Yahshua was just doing, in detail, more scriptures, tune in to show one. If you weren't, if you're thinking we're just saying we all curse and you just doom as as individuals and as a nation, listen to show two. We clarify that up. We're not cursed if we're obedient and have the heart that the Father's looking for. There's probably thousands. He has thousands of promises for those that live right. We're not cursed individually, and our household is not. Now, if we don't do those things and we're Israel, yeah, we're going to go through a lot of pain and suffering, even though we know we're Israel and even though we're born again. Believe me, my hand is raised. I know. I live it sometimes. When I'm rebellious, my house suffers. When I'm obedient, we are blessed. I can share, and I don't know if our time will allow me tonight, but I can share of show enough times the most I came through for me. And Sister Eliana, speaking of that, I want you to share your testimony now. I think we should do that. Then after you do that, once I'm talking about uh, uh, this, this remnant, this remnant, this remnant, and what it means. Now, before the brother comes on, because, you know, he's going to hear me say this when he plays his back, so I'm not talking behind his back or nothing. But, again, I don't believe it's time for the big return. When the big remnant comes, 
But I do think we should have shows like this where we bring on brothers like this that's already there who may even think it is a return for them. We can we can work together. If he thinks it's time and we don't, we still can work together. The main thing we need to understand is with Israel, this is Babylon. This is not our home. Uh, we may have dual citizenships, perhaps, but for sure Israel is the home of the African American. We are not niggers, thugs, strippers, and all this foolishness. The Father has not forgotten us, as Sister Eliana said earlier. He loves us. He loves his creation. Yes, he loves his creation. You know? So tonight we're just kind of fine-tuning the previous shows, and we're going to be talking here a little bit when the brother call more about the return. But Sister Eliana, you had a powerful testimony. Please share that, and then hopefully the brother will be on the line by then. If not, we're going to have to do something else. Go ahead. Okay, earlier, and I'm so glad the bishop called in because this this testimony involves uh, the bishop, Charles Warren, my brother, my older brother. And um, this was a time a few years ago, He, you know, he and his, he can tell his testimony so much better than I can, but I can tell this portion because this is my testimony as part of his testimony, but it's my direct testimony to see what the most I did. But this was a time when he needed a kidney, and he recently received one, and we give all praises to the most High. But he struggled for 10 years uh, on dialysis, needing a kidney and walking by faith, believing. But there were many, many times where he would um, end up in the hospital, and we did not know if we were going to lose him or not. And every time my my brother ended up in the hospital, the the Most High had given me a prayer shawl that had been anointed, prayed over, a talit, if, if you know what that is. If you don't, it's a prayer shawl. Usually you see it if you Google anything about Jews and in Israel, you'll see them wearing this garment around their shoulders, which is the, the Most High actually didn't call us to wear tallit, but he told us, he commanded us to make a zitzit or to make fringes on our garments and, and to knot them in a certain way and use a blue cord so that we it would remind us to keep the commandments and to be obedient and to remind us that we were special people, just like he gave circumcision was just an outward sign of an inward work. But this talit I had purchased from Israel, and it had been prayed over, anointed, blessed, been used in many, many services. And so every time my brother would get sick, I would take the talit, and we would lay it over him in the hospital. And the doctors were always shocked because my brother would get out, walking, talking, praising the Lord, and they didn't understand. It was a miracle, but we would pray over him. But that power of, that is what was of the Most High that resided in that talit that had been anointed, very much like what happened when the after Yeshua had um, been resurrected and the disciples took cloths. They couldn't make it to every all the people, so they would anoint those cloths, cut them up, and send it, and whoever received that prayer cloth or that little piece of cloth would be healed. We learned it in the churches. I think we our churches were the only ones that do that kind of thing. That comes from Israel, ancient Israel, from our ancestry. So if you've been in churches and they give you a little bottle of oil, and a little piece of cloth and tell you to go put it over somebody, that's a tradition and a custom that came out of the, the time of the Messiah's presence on the earth after he was resurrected. So we've seen miracles, but one time now, before he received his... Sister, Sister, Sister Alon, let me just cut in just a second because I know, I know what a lot of people think anyway, really quick. You're not talking about the shikers out there that's talking about, you know, get this bottle of water from Israel and... 
No. No, I'm talking about if you grew if you grew up, if you are 50 plus, if you're 30 plus, if you are 20 plus or even 15 plus and you're on this call and you go into church and you know when they say we're going to go buy a bottle of olive oil at the store, the grocery store, bring it to the altar. We're going to pray over it and fast. And then they they pray over it and fast, and they put it in little small vials that you keep in your purse or on your person. And if you're if you're old enough to understand, this was regular in our black churches. And they would also give you a little square cloth that you could take if somebody was sick and you couldn't get them to the house of God or to the doctor. You would take that little cloth and put it on them and pray, and God would heal them. Absolutely, and, and, and folks. I mean, I wasn't saying you. I had. To, I thought about that. What I just said. I don't. I'm not saying you did because actually, folks, what she's saying we did in our churches is very real, very powerful. But there are wherever there's real, there's always somebody trying to make money. Just so y'all don't confuse us. Sister Eliana is talking about some really powerful things and more importantly, it's in the scriptures. Go ahead. But what I was really trying to say is that we see some of us who say, "Oh, we're not Israel." But they don't understand you grew up in churches where you saw this happen. Your grandmother carried a little piece of cloth in her purse, and she would lay it on people and pray. They would anoint you. You know, before you went to school, they anointed you with that oil, and you had to go with a greasy head. And you had to wipe it off as you walk into school because you didn't want to go with your forehead shining. Well, where did that come from is what I'm talking about. That came, that's an ancient custom of Israel. We know about that. You going to school wiping that shine off your head. <laughs> and then when you got old enough, you started getting pimples in that area because they putting that oil on your head and you're trying to wipe it off. But you know that oil was a protection. That comes from ancient Israel. It's in, resonant in our people. And it doesn't matter if you were A.M.E., Baptist, Methodist, uh, Pentecostal. Every, all, of, all of our people did that. We all went to school with them shiny foreheads if you came up in the church. We all came up like that. So what I'm talking about is the same thing. I purchased a a talit, a prayer shawl, but this one we didn't cut. We just take it and lay it on people. But anyway, going back, my brother, this is one of the times before he, the the, the most high gave him his kidney. He, um, He was in Stockton in the hospital. And I walked into the room, and my brother was sitting up. But I looked at the monitor. And my brother's vital signs were dropping, and his skin was gray. And I took that talit out of my bag. I had been praying all the way there, and I just wrapped his body. He was just in a seated position, and they had a curtain. And I just wrapped him up in it. And I lifted my hands toward the heavens, and I began to pray. And I do speak in tongues, and I began to pray in tongues over my brother, just quietly, because I knew I was in an emergency room in a pagan hospital with unbelievers. But, you know, I really didn't care at that point. I was interceding for the life of my brother, and I just began to worship God in that place. And I watched within five minutes the, the numbers, his vital sign numbers, rise. I saw the color come back into my brother's skin. And my brother opened his eyes, and he looked up at me, turned his head slightly. And, I, and 
he just sat there, and then I continued to pray. I continued to pray, and the, one of the nurses went and got my mother. And when by the time my mother got in there, he was a little bit disoriented and lethargic. But within 35 minutes, they were booking him into the hospital with the room. See, they had him on a death watch. They didn't think they were going to admit him. But I'm telling you, within 35 minutes, he was in a room. He was hungry. He was ordering food. They were like, slow down, slow down, slow down. And at that time, he was a pastor. He, wasn't, he, had, he had not been um, received his bishopric yet. And they were saying, hold on, pastor, hold on. He said, I'm ready to eat. And it was so beautiful. We rejoiced. But we saw that, and within days, he was out of the hospital. That Talib, my brother still has it. <laughs> he asked me, he said, can, you, can I have it? I hadn't officially, I had not officially said yes, but he knows that, the, that Talib has been anointed by the power of the Most High. And you know it's so beautiful. If you go on to his Facebook page, the Bishop Charles Warren, you will see him wearing that Talib. And you know the Most High is so good. I do believe that, that, that the Most High allowed me to acquire it because always a real big Talib. And my brother is very tall. He's a, you know, he's a, he's a, has a grand stature. And that Talib, wear, he wears that Talib very, very well. But it was anointed for healing. It was anointed for blessing. And I'm telling you today, my brother has been healed. He has received a new kidney. He is walking in the full uh, power of his bishopric, his anointing. I mean, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. And here, you know, I'm his younger sister. I'm not the youngest, but I am one of his younger sisters. And um, I remember them carrying me on their shoulders, my brother and sister. I looked up to them. They were everything to me. We used to play church, and he was always the pastor. But today, what the Most High has done would just, I would just say the little faith that I had and the little bit of obedience that I was willing to go, but the most high gets all the glory. So that's what I'm talking about. We're Israel and we're saved. And like we used to say, we're saved, we're sanctified and we're filled with the Holy ghost and a mighty burning fire. Yet we had to be born again. And in that being born again, the most high has brought us into the fullness, the fullness, of all that was things. Powerful. And so that's what I wanted to share. That was powerful. That was powerful. So, uh, folks, I'm having all kinds of trouble my phone lines here. I had to call in three times while Sister Eliana was talking. Uh, so, um, and I had, uh, just, just for you, so you know it's going really quickly, I wouldn't be shocked. Folks, people are not happy about this. I'm literally in the house with one, two, three, four computers, two phone lines. I've got my wife's phone, and I call, and I don't see her number nowhere on the board. So could be that this guest is on the line, and I just can't even bring him in because my wife, there her number is. Finally, there's her number. Okay, I see her number now. So I don't know what's going on. It could be blog talk. I, I, I'm just going to go there, but if it is, I'll, I'll get a free month. I've gotten the, I got the record of getting free months out of blog talk because they do this so often, and they know it. So anyway, Sister Eliana, we won't let the enemy stop that. The, the 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 glory of the testimony that was powerful. People need to know power. You know they all this these various belief systems floating around and they're attacking. I can understand attacking them some elements of Christianity, but a lot of what we go through is just flat out the enemy. So I um, 
I I appreciate you sharing that and just showing how powerful and how real the Father is and that we're not just making this stuff up and just trying to be as uh, a lot of our uh, uh, brothers who study Kemet or the motherland think that we're just some emotional beings and, and uh, you know, think think that we're just, we're just insane, really. I have a gentleman that I work with, and uh, everybody can hear me okay, right? Yeah, yeah. Everybody hear me okay? Okay, y'all speak yeah. up now. Don't scare me like that. But I work with this brother. He's a very deep brother. He talks about how we energy. There's several people. He's probably listening to me right now. And if you're on the phone lines, co-worker, press one, I'll bring you on. But he vehemently hates what I teach. Uh, it's a couple of brothers. It's, it's, it's about three or four brothers I work with, and uh, we just go deep. I don't, I don't run from none of them. And his thing is, he's always talking about how we energy and this and that. And and I just say one thing. And if I meet someone of a different persuasion, and they can answer this question, they might get me to listen. How in the world do 40 million people? live out over 300 scriptures in the Bible, and they don't even know they're Israel. And the people that are pressing them don't know. I know the powers that be in the, the upper powers know. They don't even know, brother. Explain that. Well, you know, that Bible, that Bible, this, and, and, and there was no Jesus, or there was no Yeshua, there was no Yahweh, and this, that, and the other. I say, well, listen, all I want you to do is explain how is it we're acting this out like a scripted play, and we don't even know we don't even know he is. We're just finding this, these things out. Most of us, it's always been around, but the bulk of the people didn't know, and they never have an answer. Here's another answer they don't have: is when I start talking about Sister Eliana, spiritual warfare, evil spirits. I'm not crazy. I know what I've experienced when I start talking about spiritual warfare. They don't have nothing to say. If you can't explain to me all of these phenomenons that millions of people are having outside of body experiences, voices, I mean, things happening, folks telling them about the future, things that happen and then it happens in their life. If you can't explain, explain the spiritual realm, I can't holler at you. So when I bring up those two things, I don't care who you're talking don't have nothing to say. And most ministers, most ministers, and I mean probably your pastor listening, <laughs> not brother, but most ministers, when we start talking like this, Sister Eliana start talking like this, her bishop, Brother Yahshua, Brother uh, Pastor Chris on this line, any of the guests that we've had on the last two weeks, most pastors don't know what we're talking about. Now, that to me scares me. That's what makes me think Christianity is not innocent. Something is wicked about that, that belief system. Now, I'm not silly, so I do listen to them because I know everything that's going on in these churches is not right. Our people, it's like brainwashed. It's, it's very hard. Why do you have to give people 300 scriptures? And people come on TBL, I mean, excuse me. I mean, they slow down. People come on Daystar and, and uh, uh, TBN, and they might say they're the Jews two times and give one scripture, uh, Brother Yahshua, and millions listen. What is with that? 
And that's when the Father showed me something called white supremacy. It's like this thick cord, brothers and sisters, that's connected to everybody's head. Just imagine a big, thick cord about six inches round, and everybody's got one on their head. I saw this kind of like in the spirit, and it's there. It's everybody. White supremacy is not just white people. We all is is seduced by that lie. We all are. Even conscious people, watch them. Close, watch them. They're conscious about that. They're conscious about that, and they're ignorant about something else. If you think, listener, that white people got all this power to do what they did to us on their own, that's white supremacy. <laughs> you might hate them. I hate white people. I had a brother tell me, brother, I hate white people. I'm not no white supremacist. I said, why do you hate them? You might hate because you think they're actually better, and it pisses you off, and you want to kill them because you feel like they're better. Why are they better? And I should have more. And, it's, and you have an anger because you feel like they're better. Sometimes people hate because they feel like they're less. They they don't lie to, them, lie to themselves. So they, you can hate someone that's less than you or somebody you think is better than you. That's what hate is. You can somebody that's look like you or that feels like you. You can't really hate. I, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said you can hate, but it takes work. So whites don't see us as their equal. We don't see them as our equal. This is why there's hate on both sides. We are the same people, folks. We're the same human species. White skin come from dark skin. Albinos had to have went up to Europe. And they had to mix among themselves. When that weak gene continued to, recessive gene continued to mix with another recessive gene, you could not no longer produce melanin. Now, I know there's cases where albinos mix with albinos, and they did it. But that, that's, I'm saying when, you, when you're migrating up to a place like Europe where it's cold for climate reasons, you migrate up there for, for, for skin condition reasons and eye condition reasons, it's just better for albinos to be in cold weather. When they migrate up, they begin to mix among each other. Again, we still we on topic here. I'm trying to let y'all see how we really all come from one human species. Then we can talk about the the Israelite thing because as long as we see them as something different, we hate them, we despise them, we don't want to work with them. And you're gonna cut your hand off or cut your foot off. You're gonna stop the movement. You can you're gonna stop the movement. I don't like to sit around and wait on no white people to do nothing for me, but I ain't crazy. If they want to do something to promote the, the movement or promote the challenge, or they can make one phone call and 10,000 of us or 1,000 of us can have instant visas or whatever they're going to do or their contribution, and they do it unto the Father, I welcome that. I'm just not going to be somewhere, you know, thinking that these need to be over some just because they give a gift. That's white supremacy, too. So, um, I don't know what why I went down that road. <laughs> Anybody have any comments on what I just said? Anybody, just jump right in. Hey, sir. I hear you, brother Chris. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go, man. I, I got to take care of so I just wanted to hang up without saying goodbye, and and I just want to thank you for having me on, and and send love to everyone on. Well, listen, we appreciate it, and I, uh, I appreciate you letting us know that and, and, and not just hanging up on us. And so we do have a, a hand raised. This may be our guest, probably not. I don't know. 
but I have an area code 707. So, Brother Chris, uh, I want to thank you for tuning in tonight and uh, uh, joining us and helping us out as much as you did, all right? Yeah, thank you, brother. You have a good and You time. may want to hold and just see who this is. I, well, you say you have to go anyway. So, anyway, we'll talk to you later, but I'm going to get this phone line, okay? okay. All right, area code 707. Sorry about that. Uh, I don't know how long your hand been up, but I've been looking at the boards. Uh, let's see if we can bring him on here one second, folks. I'll tell you, I'm having computer trouble tonight. Okay, air code seven zero seven nine eight zero. Who am I speaking with, and what city are you in? I'm in uh, Vallejo. I'm Sister uh, Eliana's sister. I spoke before. Sister Sean V. Okay, Sean V. How you doing, Miss Sean V? I remember you from last week. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. I was just going to say, and just a quick comment about what you were saying. You know, the word of the Lord tells us to, uh, in Proverbs 31, 3 and 31, that we are not to hate our oppressor, and we are to choose none of his ways. And I think a lot of times when we start uh, identifying it with this, uh, uh, with the, the, the troubles that we've gone through with um, the Caucasian race, we tend to uh, dislike the white man, and we, uh, but we choose his ways because we want to be like him because we believe he uh, is um, um, profiting. He's doing well, so we want what he has. But the word of the Lord has already clearly told us to hate him not and choose none of his ways. So yeah, even in the hatred part, <laughs> we are not to choose his ways. And I just want to kind of make that comment in what you were saying. Well, I appreciate that comment. Now, this is what the guest just sent me, everybody. Shambi, don't, don't go anywhere. I just want to comment on what you were just saying. Um, all right, here we go. And uh, I guess, okay. Our guest just sent this to me. He says, I'm listening to the program. I don't see the email on that, and he gives me his email. And I'm going to send this email to him three times, and I give him my phone number to call. So, brother, Kazria Ben Yehud, if you're listening, you said you're listening to the show right now. Do me a favor. Give me a, a, a U.S. number, which I know a lot of the people in Israel have U.S. numbers, and I'll call you. Actually, I can't do that now. It won't let me. Um, if you will, uh, y'all, I don't know what to do about this, so we may have to just schedule this brother next week. Well, if you listen, Brother Cos- mm-hmm. Cosriel, I guess we may have to just schedule you next week because he won't let me call out after 10 o'clock. It's just now 10 o'clock right at this second. So anyway, folks, we're having a good time talking about these serious issues facing our people, and uh, I appreciate uh, Brother Yeshua and Brother uh, Chris, uh, Brother Yeshua texted me uh, and said he may have to leave as well. So let's just keep going. We're doing good. A lot of people are getting this information, and I'm sure it's very important to people that never heard this. So, Brother Yeshua, let me just come to you. Uh, actually, he had to go, and Brother Chris had to go. So, I mean, them brothers are very busy. I didn't think Brother Yeshua was going to stay long anyway, but I thought Brother Chris could uh, hang out a little, a little later. But they are busy people. Uh, Sister Sean V, uh, uh, Sean, Sean V, right? Did I pronounce your name right? Are you there? 
Yes, yes, you did. Okay, don't scare me like that now. I'm having all this phone trouble now. Okay, I appreciate your comment, first of all. And uh, I get on, I, I get a lot of flack from my friends when I start talking about love. I'm not no Uncle Tom. I'm not scared of white folks. And they know that everywhere I go, I don't hate them. I'm very serious with, with when dealings with them. Um, I did go through an era where possibly I might have hated, but I recognized something. You know, I studied the Bible, and uh, when white skin appears in the Bible, it's not spoken well of. And I have told my white brothers and sisters about that, and I have continued to be their friend uh, to, to a certain degree, uh, and I've learned some things about them. And I shouldn't even say them like there's something. Some the father chastised me about how I say them, us, them, us, them. You got to be very careful. And then when somebody get on the phone lines and they're from Papua New Guinea, they're a brother. I'm hollering brother. Well, they not no Israelite. African get on the line and they're not no Israelite. African comes into my world and they're not an Israelite and I'm hollering brother. But when white people come around, I don't, you know, some of us don't want to say brother. I will say it just to be cordial, but when we get behind closed doors, it's us versus them. I'm going to say it, and I don't care how many friends I lose. I don't want to be cursed, my house cursed. Israel is just to be black, and Israel is not enough for me, and not enough for more importantly the Most High, Sean V. So, I cannot play with this issue. I love all people. I love all people. I hate, despise. Here is my enemy. And uh, again, we're just talking with Sister uh, Eliana's sister. Uh, and she. we're just talking about this revelation and, and those that are outside of the camp, so to speak. Okay, how do we treat them? Because, again, we got people listening, and they love the Father, and they love all humanity, and they're not no Uncle Tom type of people, some of these folk, and they just want to obey the Father. So this is what I have to say to everybody, the human family. Here is my enemy, my rebellion. When I rebel, the Father have something to say about that. When my nation rebelled, Sister Eliana, my nation have something to say about that. I mean, excuse me, the Father have something to say about that when my nation rebelled. So I guess what I'm saying is this, and I'm going to wrap this up. I just got to get this out because I feel in my spirit I need to say this because some people is on a hate thing. They want to make it a black thing. You know, they want to make it a black thing. And black is so shallow. The color black, uh, the, the the difference between us and whites is so shallow, it's crazy. Now, I don't do white supremacy in white folks. I check them all the time. And maybe, you know, well, I ain't going to go there. But I check them in everybody. But I, this is what I want to say about this movement and this, re, this remnant returning. 
I'm not going to sit around and wait on a white white person to do anything for us in this nation. I've been out here preaching that white skin is leprosy, a, a type of leprosy, before a lot of these folks even find out we Israel. So to my brothers and sisters that think Brother Seth is soft because he's talking about loving white people, I'm going to say to you again, I think white skin in the Bible was cursed. In biblical times, a white man today would be looked down upon. If he was dark and he had darker hair, and you know how the Bible talks about Leviticus 13, the more darker you were, the more clean you were. So they would be considered clean lepers. If right now we spin back the hands of time, and in 2018 it was in Christ's day, I believe with every fiber of my being that white people would be, con- would be considered cleansed lepers, which means they can mingle with everybody else. And you- they would be treated like everybody else, but there would be some white-skinned people that's called albinos, that would be considered unclean. That was a type of leprosy. That's what I believe. And I tell white people that. So white skin is a recessive trait. Even light skin is not far from white skin. That's why there's so much skin cancer among our people that are light skin. They have to do some of the same things as white. So the original people were very dark-skinned people. Everybody else migrated from that, recessive mutation mutated from that. So no, I don't hate no white people. I behave myself. It's our people. Our, I'm talking about human, human, the human family. So I'd like to know what y'all think of that, uh, Sean V. What do you think of that? Well, I think I think that there's uh, some a lot of truth to what you're saying. Yes, we do know that leprosy was a part of uh, the skin change, or um, uh, especially when someone sins. I think your greatest enemy, and I, I will quote scripture on it. Really, the Bible said our adversary is the devil. We have an, a real adversary. And so, but our rebellion plays a role in that, and it causes us to um, fall from that place that we need to be with the Father. So that's going back to the place of uh, repenting and coming into a place of understanding and accepting Yeshua uh, as we should. So I think that what you're saying makes a lot of sense. No. It doesn't sound like you hate the uh, quote-unquote white man or because he's your brother, but there is indeed um, some dislike for his ways, you see, and Absolutely. what he's gone through. Hmm? Absolutely. Right, right. And so, therefore, that's why I came with the scripture about the hating the oppressor because the ways of the oppressor is hard. <laughs> they they weren't good. They're still not good. And so, but you sh- uh, uh, the father put those script that scripture in there for a reason because he wanted us, as you say, the word is L O V E love. We have to rise above in love. You see, and move forward because if we deal with scripture again. The word says, how can they know that ye are my disciples? It's by the love ye have toward one another. So basically, it's the love that we have. 
So, and we, as walking in that unity, walking in that place brings us to another level. It causes us to be elevated, to rise above in one sense. Not that we're rising above each other, but it elevates us to another place that we're not so um, um, uh, affected by the circumstances and situations that are going on that would normally uh, uh, take us through, you see. But when we're walking in that love of the Father, we can, we can look at things from a different perspective and understand that some things we just must go through, you see, to be brought to another level. Um, as we did as a people, we had to go through a few things because it was S-I-N that brought us into this place. It was sin, you see, but God now is elevating us. He's bringing us down. He's causing us to understand and bringing us to another level, you see, and so it's the love that's going to bring us out, the love of the Father when we turn to him and realize that the sin Sin that we have or the sin that we've done was not against just humankind, but it was against the Father himself. Sin is against God because this is not what he created us for. He created us to worship him and be uh, and to follow him and to and and to love love him in, in, in everything and in everything that we do. So, yes, love is the key. So that's what I will say. Um, And that was very well put That was very well put And I thank you for that And I don't know why I had to go down that road But again, people are listening That have never listened to any show before They didn't get part one, they didn't get part two And I just I think we hit it a little different today We talked about a lot of different things uh, A lot of different angles That we didn't mention the first two shows And that's what it's going to take I think what I'm going to do with our with our guests, and I know a lot of people is disappointed because they want to hear and they're going to tune into the show, but uh, he is listening to me speak as I speak right now. At least that's what he said. He's listening to the show. So, Brother Kazriel Ben Yehuda, you're more than welcome to come on the show next week. We can even do a trial run. I can do a mock show, just you and I, a private show, and let you try to connect on maybe tomorrow or, or sometime the next few days just to work on get the kinks out. Um, this normally is not an issue. I send an email and somebody click on the link and they can come on the show and they don't have to call like everybody else. But it didn't work. I offered to call you. I didn't get a phone number in time to call you. So just want everybody to know that both of us is trying to connect and it didn't happen tonight. And so what we're going to take a little short break. I think we should just take a little short break. Uh, Ms. Sean V, if you want to, you can just kind of hang on the line with us, uh, with you and, 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 and your sister. Uh, sister Yaina, I'm going to tell you the honest to God truth. I've invited her today. I got a hold of her today, no notice. And the reason why is we just had one lady on the show, and I got to think about Sister Eliana, and I said, well, let me just call Sister Yaina. And she tried her best but couldn't make it happen. These folks are very busy. She has something called, I think it's called the Yehuda Project on, on Facebook, and this lady is very, very busy. All of these brothers, Brother Yeshua has a business. He gets up really, really early. Brother Pastor Chris is is not just a traditional pastor. He does all kinds of things, and so don't be alarmed that they had to go early. Uh, the show is really supposed to end at 10. And anytime we go over, like, it's always hard for pretty much a lot of people to stay on. But I appreciate the phone lines is full. And I appreciate that. 
and that tells me a lot of people is interested in what's being said. I've already gotten some positive feedback here. I'm looking at my phone, and uh, so people are listening, uh, Eliana, Sister Eliana and uh, Sister Sean V, and they are liking what is being said. So let me ask you, Sister uh, Sean V, can you hang on a little bit for us with your sister? It looks like it's going to be the sisters in the final stretch here. Yes, yes, no problem, yes. Okay. Uh, Sister Eliana, are you okay? Yes, I am. I'd like to hear the bishop on, too. Okay, all right, when we come back, I'll tell you what we'll do. It will make it a family thing, and maybe that's what it's supposed to end like this. So uh, I just appreciate any family that's, that's serving the Father, um, and if they're going to be Israelites and, and have this knowledge and putting it out there, especially in the motherland, the way your brother's doing, they get my vote. So, again, folks, very good show, very successful show. When you have something to say, somebody don't show up, it don't matter. Any one of us can step in and do this show it's exclusively. So I want to take a little short break, a little bit more of Sanak, the, the, the powerful worship leader out of uh, Nigeria, and we'll be all right back, folks. Again, you listen to Five Smooth Stone. This is the show, A Reality Check, Part 3. We'll be right back.
Again, that's Sanak, Nigerian praise and worship leader. Powerful sister. Powerful sister. Anyway, you listen to Blog Talk Radio, and uh, this is Five Smooth Songs, and again, we're doing a special called Reality Check, Part 3. And I was just talking to my wife after we uh, uh, were on the break and just letting her know that Anytime I have this conversation where we, we talk this deep and get this, I'm telling you, a lot of people are not happy with what Sister Eliana, Brother Yashua, Brother Seth, Brother Chris is saying. And I think it's, it's, it's and uh, I have never had this much trouble. Well, I've had trouble before with my phone lines and computers before. That's why I have three. Because sometimes these modems go down. I mean, I know there's normal problems, but folks, I, I can give y'all stories. Blog talk always, they always admit it, or at least they always give me refunds, lots of refunds, anytime something go down. But uh, over the years, they've come to know that I'm not no terrorist, so they kind of let up off me. But let me tell you how serious it is, folks. There's sometimes all three computers, they're not even on the same network, they crash. Now, how can that happen? My phone lines can't get in. You know, I. I, I <laughs> Anyway, I don't want to get too much into that, but trust me, there are people that don't appreciate us saying we Israel, and especially talking about a remnant returning. So, we didn't get a chance to hit the remnant returning that much, but the most important thing is, do you love the Father first and foremost? Is it the sin of your life that's going to trump anything we can ever preach and teach about the flesh? But I tell you one thing, you will not understand America, You're not, you will not understand while we go through what we go through in this country, you will not understand why whites rule over us the way they do, and you know they know more intelligent than we are. You will not, it will look, the Father will look partial. Without this revelation, the Father may look partial. He may look like he's picking on us. He may look like he, there's something about us that he just don't like. He may look like he favors Europe over Africa. The Father may look like he is just just not for us. I don't know no other way to say it. Uh, there will be a, 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 without this revelation, without this understanding of us being the true people of the Bible, uh, 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 it's going to look like we're just lethargic. It's going to breed uh, thinking somebody is superior that comes in to the same country and build, and does things while our nation is just sitting around See, always at the bottom of every aspect of life. Without this revelation, it's just going to look like we're just in the way. So I was telling my wife at break, I think a, a lot of what's going on is because of, of what we're saying. A lot of what we're going on is what we're saying. It's, the, it's what we're teaching. But I've said it, and I've said it before, uh, I'm not scared of anybody. And if I thought white people was the devil, guess what? I would be on this phone line saying they're the devil. Sorry to the devil. I'm not scared of anybody. But it just so happened that they are part of the human family. And uh, our our family of humans lost pigmentation. We're losing it every day. And uh, it wasn't just white skin in the Bible that was a plague. Also, uh, losing of hair was a plague. Uh, It was a blemish. Israelite, 
I wasn't outside of there was other things, even as Israelites, that if you had on your body or certain things, you was it was considered a plague or a blemish. So it wasn't just the losing of pigmentation, but make no qualms about it. In the Bible days, prophets were even cursing people that disobeyed the Father white. It's in your Bible. It's in your Bible, saints. And if I'm lying, I'm fine. I can talk about it. I do. A, if you want to know more about this topic, go to the internet and uh, type in two two phrases: Five Smooth Song Blog Talk Radio. And it's that's those shows are in nothing but but love for everybody. But folks, prophets were cursing people white. The Bible when they when they got put it like this: when the Bible when the prophets cursed these people for doing something wicked. The only description of them was they turn white. You go figure. What does turn white mean? Moses stuck his hand in his bosom. His hand turned white. And the Bible says, take it back your hand, your hand back in your bosom. And it turned white again. The Bible, and it says it like this. And his hand became leprous as whatever comes after the word as is going to be what his hand was. And his hand became leprous as snow. Snow is only known for two things, to be white and to be ice. Then Miriam spoke out against Moses, and I'm coming to you, Eliana, and Sister Sean V, sisters, and possibly your brothers on the line. But uh, I'm coming to y'all after just really quick here. But Moses' sister spoke out against him marrying an Ethiopian. It wasn't no white man marrying no black woman. It was a black man marrying a black woman. And there's tribal conflicts in Africa, even as we speak. But anyway... Because Moses could have passed the Pharaoh's grandson. Y'all know that. So how could he have been white? But anyway, the father got upset with um, Miriam for speaking out against Moses marrying this Ethiopian woman and smit her with leprosy. And the Bible says it again, the same verbiage it says, and Miriam became, after she was smitten with leprosy for speaking out against her brother marrying the Ethiopian, and Miriam became leprous as. Whatever come after the word as is going to describe what she is as snow, and Miriam became leprous as snow. Furthermore, if you're having trouble with this, this right here you will never forget as long as you live. If leprosy is sores, like some of y'all thinking right now, you're thinking, I'm ignorant, I don't know that. You're thinking, I mean, you're thinking, I don't know what the modern definition of it is. That's what it is today. But in biblical times, that's why I call it Bible leprosy. In biblical times, white skin was a, a one type of leprosy. But if it's what you're thinking, let's just say this real quick, and I'm going to the phone lines. If leprosy is sores, why does it say in Leviticus 13 and 13, I think 12 and 13, around there, it says when you cover from your head to your foot, with whatever this is, I submit it's white skin only, that's it. Some of you saying no, it means pus and blood and all that. No, it's just white skin. But anyway, when you cover with it from head to toe, the Bible says you then become clean. One more time. When you cover with whatever this is, you're saying sores, pus, limbs falling all off. Okay, some of you say that. How does it look if you have one sore, you're not clean, and when you have sores all over your body, you're clean? So it can't be what you're talking about either way. I submit to you, when the skin was turning white, today we call it vitiligo, back in biblical times, when that skin was turned all white, like a lot of models today have vitiligo, and a lot of whites even have vitiligo, 
because not excuse me not vitiligo. A lot of blacks have vitiligo, but when their body turns all white, black people when their body turns all white, that's when they was clean. Because up until then it was like a blemish. They wasn't all one. The key is with the Leviticus laws, you have to be all one. I know you you think about that one, ain't you? Okay, folks, we're going to go back to the phone lines. Erica 209683, your line is open, and Miss Sean V, your line is open at Erica 707980. Anybody else, as we're wrapping this show up, uh, if you want to quickly say something, please press 1. We'll come to you quickly, quickly, quickly. Again, we have a full house, a full house, um, as we talk about a reality check, uh, part 3, and we may do a part 4. Uh, if I can get a hold of his brother and get him, and he wants to come on for a part four next Tuesday, so stay tuned. We may have Mr. Doctor, the uh, the Crown Brother, uh, 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 Cosriel Ben Yehuda. This brother have done a lot, a whole lot. His bio is like three pages long. Brother Chris was going to read it, but he hadn't didn't come on, so I didn't see no need to read it. But he is. Uh, um, I'm pretty sure at one point he was the head uh, teacher, uh, priest there in Israel, and uh, he uh, has an institute I think he leads, and just a lot of things, travels and do a lot of things. Uh, he's been on the show before, and everything went well before. I apologize, folks, but he is he was texting me earlier, or not texting me, but on Facebook saying he was trying to come on. So hopefully we have him on. If he's listening, just know that I definitely – We'll have you on, brother, next week, and I do apologize. It's not me. It must be Facebook or something. Okay, so don't give up on me. We'll try next week, and you'll have the whole show. Uh, so both lines are open, uh, Sister Eliana, you and your sister. Uh, how is your brother? Is he able to come on, or are we? I am not sure. I text him. He may have uh, turned in because he also has a busy schedule. Um, he may have turned in. And um, not being able to get back on. I'm not sure, though. I am not sure. Well, not but a problem, but go ahead. I did want to say that, um, <clears throat> just to add a comment, I would say to um, Crown Dr. Kazriel Ben Yehuda, I do hope that you get on uh, the show if there is a part four next week. I was very, very excited to hear. Uh, from you, and my sister and I were talking earlier today about um, our family having had been invited in the 70s to go to Demona, and this I was too young for to know that, um, but she was sharing that with me, and on the heels of that, you called in, Brother Seth, and I texted you that I would call you afterwards, and then when you told me who was going to be speaking from Demona, I was like, this is really powerful. I felt like the most I really had a lot to share with us. But, of course, we weren't able to hear from um, our brother uh, with information from Demona and also his testimony. So I would definitely um, be looking forward to hearing that. But I just wanted to go back on when you said about skin and white skin. There is another thing that happened in Scripture, and, you know, I know we hold to the the, the Bible. Um, many people have been taught only out of the either King James Version or one of the present versions, um, which consists of 66 books. But uh-huh. uh, I wanted to say that um, Enoch wrote, 365, and we know that word apocrypha just means hidden, and for some reason it is, they, the church has made it seem like that word apocrypha is a really something 
that is not holy, but it just means Hebrew. And these these books were taken away. A lot of the information was taken away, but in the um, one of the books of Enoch, it talks about another cause for white skin. But I don't want to introduce that because that's a whole other understanding. So what, you know, your show, what we're doing here is we're trying to give me- milk with a little bit of cereal for the people who have not or who are just now coming to understand, and we don't want to throw a lot of meat, and that's what brings confusion. So when you have an infant, that infant is suckled on milk, which is just very, very palatable, very easy. But once the child starts to grow, you you make it a little thicker, you put a little cereal in it. And once they get old enough and their teeth have formed, you know, you give them that little fried chicken and they can tear it up. So, and then they, they're still not ready for steak, which is a very tough meat, until they're much older. So what you, I hear you doing with the show is we're offering the milk with a little cereal because there are different levels of people's understanding and um, awa- um, they've become awakened and they're learning and they're starting to look for more meat. But some of those other topics is are too much meat right now it's the steak and it's not you know it's not they can't digest it or and then there are a lot of people that can they know exactly what i'm talking about they are knowledgeable they've been teaching and training but we do have a lot of people listening for the first time and they really don't understand any of this they just know they were drawn to the program someone invited them tonight or they've heard something and this has rang true in their spirit and they wanted to get on and listen tonight so i don't want to bring a lot of other information right now because the show is not centered around that, but we're doing a reality check of our community and what's happening in our community. And well, I think what and, and, and let me just 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 kind of chime in there just a little bit, and I want you to finish. I don't want to, I don't want to, I want you to finish just real quick, but fifteen seconds. And if you anybody hear anything, because I I have a tendency sometimes to go a little deep too soon. I remember people telling me things oftentimes when I was coming up. Um, uh, spiritually speaking, and it just was foreign, and and but I put it on a shelf in my brains and prayed about it. And sometimes it wasn't until years later, but you, it, when a person first sow a seed, it oftentimes won't be understood. It's just the seed, and then later on, somebody will water it. Now, people, that's why I was laying the foundation by how I love white people. And I'll tell you, uh, let me just go ahead and just say this, and go ahead and, and don't forget your thoughts, sister. Again, we're going back and forth, and then we'll bring in Sister Sean V in a second here. But if I said anything to anybody and it's a little bit over your head, remember what I said in the end. Uh, I always try to make you think, let's just use leprosy for a second. That is pretty deep. It's very offensive what I'm saying, very. But again, if it soars, why is it when you're completely covered, you heal, or you you can mingle with everybody? It don't make sense. That should get them to go and study and say, wait, whoa, whoa. And I um, remember when a brother first told me that I needed to hear that because I was suffering from hatred with black skin. I thought something was wrong with my dark skin. And the father used that pastor, another uh, uh, pastor to help me see that. So 
Anything I say, y'all, just remember, I gave also shows where we cover this. It's called leprosy, Bible leprosy. Just type in five small stone Bible leprosy, and you will get me going into it very deep. And uh, ironically, a lot of whites, most of the listeners, because they are drawn to it for whatever reason, you're going to hear what they have to say about it, and it's not what many of you think. They actually agree with it. It's just science. But Cecilia Eliana is very wise beyond her years, I might add, and she is absolutely right. Sometimes this can backfire, and you get people thinking you hate your hater or you're this, and they never listen to your show again, all because you gave them meat when they was needing cereal or milk, as she say. So I just wanted to let you know I'm totally in, in sync with what you're saying. Go right ahead. Yes, and so um, thank you for that clarification <laughs> because – you know, that's what happens. People are hearing it's a lot that we're saying, but again, it is um the the reality check that we're doing Amen. is really to address where we are as a people of God, a nation within a nation, why we are continuing to experience even after we are born again, spirit filled, fire baptized, tongue talking land hands, you know, all the things that we've achieved and, and, and come into those, the fullness of what we say, the fullness of God, but still as a people, a nation within a nation, we have not reached that level of acceptance within the nation that is in power. And so there is a reason for that, and I think that's the real reality of what we're trying to understand or we're trying to bring forward is there's a reason why. Other nations can come into this nation, other people, and they can rise, and within a generation, they are part of that group of people that do not accept us. And it's a reason for that. And this is a, and we have to understand, this whole thing is a, is a God thing. It, you know, it's a God thing. And that's what we, you know, so I, like you mentioned earlier, and it was said, when I first started to understand on another level, a deeper level, and began to really be opened up to the scriptural understanding about who we are as a people, the first group we ran into were those people in New York, you know, on the Internet. And there was uh-huh. what I, the, first thing, the first thing that I heard out of their teaching, I was blown away. They had excellent videos. I mean, they just awesome. They had powerful scripture. But what I heard, that turned me off, and I even mentioned it on my show that I that I was doing called uh, The Wisdom of Torah on Blog Talk Radio. What I heard was they, that there was no love, like you said, and the heart was hard. They were cursing the people. They were making fun of the Hebrew people who did not know that they were Hebrew. They were calling them dumb as, you know, they were calling them stupid, and I said, this is not the, the, the way of the Most High. Because the scripture says, the Most High says, comfort ye, comfort ye my people. We are not to ridicule, bash, humiliate, talk down to, laugh at uh, the people of the Most High. We are in a condition that the Most High has chosen for us but we're about to rise from the condition. And it is only until the Most High opens our eyes, as the scripture says, 
as you find the way, walk in it. As, as the Most High opens our eyes, will we really see who we are and where we've fallen from? But anyone claiming to love us or to be with us or be part of us who is criticizing, laughing at, making fun of, it is not the spirit of the Most High. And that's what turned me off. Even though they had great teaching, I've listened to them. I ran into one group of them. Uh, I had gone to um, Charlotte, North Carolina. I was there for a conference, a convention. I left to go to my hotel. I came back. They were on the street. I was so excited. I was like, wow, these Hebrew brothers walked into that setting, and I knew right away. The first thing I knew when I encountered them face-to-face, I did not feel the spirit or the presence of the Most High. They had scripture. They asked me, did I know who I was? I said, yes, I do. They questioned that. The one guy wanted to challenge. He, he wanted to call me out. He wanted to humiliate me, and they were videotaping. And what I did was I just blew their mind. I walked up and just hugged them and said, oh, you know, all praises be to the Most High. You're doing a wonderful work. As he kept questioning me, do you know who you are, sister? I had already told him I know who I am. I know why we're here. But he was trying to make a show, and I didn't give them a show. I blessed them. I walked away, and I rejoiced. And they were like, well, the only thing we can see is you're not wearing your, your, your fringes. I said, well, you know, don't charge it to my heart, but charge it to my head. And I walked away. That wasn't the spirit of the most time. And I know that. But that is what has been speaking, and that is what has been making people reject this truth. Because who wants to be associated with failure? See, that's a, that, again, was a revolution. It's a movement. But it's not, not a revelation, I'm sorry, but that was the uh, revolution. That's a movement. That's not what the Most High is doing. Because the Most High is not going to gather us that way. He's not going to humiliate us and badger us and, and make us feel less than. That's what we're getting already. We're being called by words. We're being attacked. You know, in the media, we're being ridiculed. I remember uh, right when the Obama and Michelle uh, took their offices and as, uh-huh. um, Obama is the leader of the free nation, his wife, the first thing people wanted to do was to criticize Michelle, uh, her looks. She's a beautiful woman. But then uh, I remember people um, – trying to, uh, I remember it was on, I think, Time Magazine, they had them, uh, did a caricature of them in a revolution with guns and, you know, making it look like it was that black power movement. But they they were gracious. They shocked the world with their excellence that was upon them. Now, for whatever reason, but it was a representation of who we are as a Hebrew people when we're called and standing in our rightful place. They represented the Hebrew people extremely well. And they endured all kinds of badgering, ridicule, um, name-calling, humiliation, you know, uh, insubordination, treason. I mean, they endured it with grace and excellence, and they left the office well and intact. And that was a that was a profound statement for every person born in you know and and that was that's alive that was able to see that in this time. So I know that the father has a different way he operates, and those people that are in New York yelling at people, they're in they they migrated they're down in L.A. they're all, they're going all across the country, and in in other parts of the world as well. I've caught their videos in other countries, 
But the same thing, it's this, it's this humili- humiliation, it's ridicule. That's not the way of the Father. That is not the way of the Father. So I'm sorry that if you are on the line and you've heard that and you don't want to, you don't want to accept the truth of who we are as a Hebrew people because you've seen a poor representation, I apologize to you. I apologize to you for that bad behavior. That's foul behavior. That's very bad. Absolutely. I wanted to bring up another another quick point that there are, um, it's on my heart here in Northern California. And And Sean, your line is open too, so if you want to comment here and there as Eliana is talking, that's fine. I'm letting y'all ladies just kind of close us out here. Just take your time. We've got another probably 10 minutes before we need to wrap up for sure. I mean, any time between now and, and uh, I'd say no more than about 10 minutes. Okay. One one other thing that's on my heart is that um, years ago I received a prophecy when I was really coming into this light and knowledge that the Most High was going to use me to let Hebrew people know that they were Hebrews that didn't know that they were Hebrews already. And I had a vision and a dream about going into Mexico and teaching the people. And I have come to understand that there is a group of hidden Hebrews in Mexico, and they live in a place called Guerrero, Mexico. And they are Hebrew but don't know it. They have no services. The the regular uh, um, nation of Mexico ignores this people. And it's on my heart. I would like to go, and I speak Spanish. My Spanish is, is very good. But I would like to go into Guerrero to begin to teach the people who they are as Hebrew people. Now, let everybody know, Sister Eliana, uh, uh, about those those same people, because I've discovered them all over the countries where I go, here and there, not everywhere I've been. How did you know they was Israel? They came to Guerrero the same way we came here. They came through the diaspora. Uh-huh. They came through transatlantic slave trade. They were left actually on the um, in the region on the shores of Guerrero, and they migrated inland, but they are the Hebrew people. Now, they don't know that what they're fighting for is the same thing we're fighting for in the United States or what we went through in our civil rights movement. They're fighting to be recognized as Mexicans, but they are not. They are a nation within a nation. They are the poorest uh-huh. of the nation. Households are ran by females. All the same curses that were on Israel is wherever we are are there. You can go there and you can see it. And so the what they need to understand is who they really are. So they can begin to rise up and walk out their destiny as Hebrews. And that's something on my heart. And I want to start um, going into that area and ministering to them. So I'm putting it out there. If anyone else has felt led or called to Mexico or to to do a work in Mexico, it is probably uh, for that purpose or cause to reach the Hebrew people that are there who do not know who they are and who need to be made aware. And many of them are so poor, they can't even get on Blog Talk Radio. I mean, it's just that way. But in other wow. parts of Mexico, there's um, they have services, they have things like that. So, yeah, that's one, something I wanted to bring out. I'm gonna let my sister well, let me say this in, in regards to that because, again, I, I, I said it earlier, I think global. I 
think global. And uh, Sister Eliana, maybe when we off the air, because I don't want to spend the next 10, 15 minutes, we don't have it really, to tell you why I went so deep into that hate thing. But there is a reason, and it's, it's just on me really strong. Our people is trying to make this a black-white thing, and it's not. It's a righteous, evil thing. The father always was about. So when you start talking about the people in Mexico being Israel, the bottom line is you are doing these things to get them to see that you are a chosen people. So they would look at the father different. They would look at their plight different. They would look at their oppressors different. They would be looking at whether or not they can be victorious different. I would think that is why you are doing what you're doing. So I believe the same thing. I When I go places, I, I, I often ask, you know, like, for instance, China, I want to know where are the dark-skinned Chinese, and I look to see how they got there. They're not always dark. Sometimes they look just like Chinese, but I'm looking for people that lives out those prophecies, and when I find them, I let them know you are Israel, or I tune them into five smooth stones, or I tune them into this, or I get to them about books or things. When I went to Papua New Guinea, I was talking to Reverend Pandy. He's been to, and that's a guy that travel. He's been to like 75 nations. And uh, he and I would be in and out of Japan, and we would go to Papua New Guinea, and I would ask, how did y'all get to Papua New Guinea? And Brother Pandy told me that they still practice his Hebrew customs like back in the day, like killing animals and offering animals, because it's a little ignorance. A lot of them don't know. And they, they pick wives just like they do in the book, in the Old Testament. They The, the people in Papua New Guinea, Matt Hagen, to be specific, literally, folks, listen to me, they literally live as Israelites did back in the day. But when you see Papua New Guinea, you see those masks and how they was a savages. That's what you told. It's not true. It's not true. So I applaud what you want to do in Mexico. That is very good. And and uh, and I like for Sister Sean, be you there? Still there? I think she has me on meet, which is a good idea. But uh, Sean, be you there? You can chime in any time. But. The thing that I wanted to also say is this, uh, sister, we didn't get a chance to hit the return, the remnant returning. But there are several scriptures that talks about one day the Father restoring Israel, bringing a remnant, because he knew wherever they was at, they would be comfortable, and the vast majority would not be interested in moving back. That's why I tell my friends, oh, you're trying to get us back to Israel. No, I'm not. It's only going to be a remnant. If you want to mm-hmm. go, I'm here to help you go. I've taken over 25 people to Israel personally to try to get them to start, you know, thinking and understanding this is the true land of their forefathers and hear the people in Demona share. Because that's one thing, Demona. I don't do it. I don't agree with everything that people do in Demona. Hopefully, they want a brother and came because I actually don't agree with everything they say and do. But one thing they do very well, very well, and that is they show our people who they are why they are, what we're going through, why we're going through, and how we get out of it, okay? And they did, another thing they did to get my respect is to make it a move to try to do something as big as moving 
out of America. They get all kind of points. But I don't think that's the big return spoken of in the scriptures, but I do applaud anybody that say, you know what, I am going to do something about my situation. And then going into the money and making it like a little heaven kind of a thing. I like those, I love the mentality that's in the money, how they, you know, the, 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 just they, 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 some of the sharpest people, they are the sharpest of black people I have ever met. They are the smartest of black people I have met. So I got very lot of respect. And don't forget my niece is there as we speak. Her and her family, she moved there. So for me, just talking about Demona so much. So anyway, Sister Eliana, you have a, such a good spirit. I appreciate all that you've shared tonight, you and Brother Chris and Brother Yahshua. I know he had to go again, y'all. He gets up like 4 in the morning. And so he really had to go. But Brother uh, 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 Pastor Chris as well, very busy man. Uh, so I just want to thank you, Sister Yaina, for coming on, and Sister Shanti earlier, and, and uh, whoever else contributed. I don't remember everybody that called. But I just want to thank everybody for a very good show. We hit it hard. We hit a lot of things. We were able to talk about waiting on the brother. We were able to get to a lot of other things that I didn't even plan. And I think it's all relevant. It's still part of our reality, bringing a lot of our people to this new reality of who we are and letting them know it's not just about curses, curses, curses individually, but, yes, our nation. Make no qualms about it, Sister Eliana, is operating in the curse, which I know you know. Now, I, there, there is a few other things I want to say, and I want you to have last words after I say this, and then we'll go out with a song. Um, but I want to say this. Uh, for those that don't understand this revelation or choose not to explore it, remember what I said earlier. The Father may look like he's picking on us. He may look like he's short with us. He may look like he don't favor us. us meaning not just African Americans, but just blacks in general. You may not understand Africa, why it's struggling the way it's struggling. Uh, uh, see, the father called whites. Uh, you know, I'm not going to get too deep. It's just the Eliana was saying, use wisdom. Jeremiah 1 does talk about how the father got mad at Israel. And he said, I'm going to call all the nations of the north to Jerusalem. Now think about this. He said, I'm going to call. It literally says these words. He was going to call all of the nations of the north to Jerusalem. One more time. He's going to call all of the nations of the north to Jerusalem as a punishment. And they would, that's how that area became white because of all of these millions of people. Some people call them the Crusades. But this was a divine thing to have those people to leave their homes and come down millions from Europe into Jerusalem. But then he going on to say that nobody is going to escape these people. Nobody is going to escape the wrath of these people. Well, who are these people? The Bible has answers, folks. Remember Deuteronomy 28. Verse 46, if you don't if you forget everything we said, at least what I said, Deuteronomy 28 Verse 46 says, all these things is going to repeat. So those people coming out from the north didn't just happen in biblical times. It's constantly repeating, repeating, repeating. Now today we call them the Crusades. Well, guess who's north of Jerusalem? All of Europe. So the father called the so-called modern-day Caucasian to do what he's doing. It's not just in Jeremiah 1. 
Joel 2 talks about it. Many parts of the Bible, wicked nation coming from the north, the whirlwind coming from the north, he that coming from the north, coming from the north. Again, if you want more information on this, simply go to Google, type in two phrases, blog talk radio, five stones, move down where I say things like, uh, why was white people called as a nation? Now, I don't think every white person is participating in that calling because some of them, excuse me, some of them are poor like we are. I'm not going to say poor like I'm not going to say I'm poor. But some people, some of them are, are on the bottom part of their nation. Or they, they're not wealthy people. You know, they're working people, is what I'm trying to say. And no, they're not, you know, but there is something about their relatives, and when they all come together, the, the the bulk of it is oppressive. So I understand what people are saying when they talk about how whites are different than blacks, but it's a system that they're part of. They, they, it don't mean that they necessarily love it or want it. They oftentimes fight their uncles and aunts and, and relatives that, that, that are in this system. But we got to understand the Bible addresses all our pain. Another thing if you don't understand this revelation, Sister Yaya, you know, I'm making it real quick, is the Bible's going to contradict itself. The Bible clearly says if Israel disobeyed, they're going to be at the bottom. Well, the Israelis are on top of everything, and they are acting a fool with the people in the Gaza Strip and so forth. So a lot of things just not going to make sense. Another thing, you'll be blaming white people for your oppression, and they don't have that kind of power to oppress us unless something Something, somebody is with them, and it don't mean that they're righteous people. The Father just chose them. I just believe when those people begin to migrate up north, the Father had a plan. He was going to use them one day, the rejected of Africa, albinos migrating up north. This is just regular science, folks. Else, how did, the, how did Europe become north? Let me ask you that. How did Europe become white? Let me ask you that. And one more thing I'm going to say on the leprosy thing, because I, I, I've already put it out there, and a lot of you are probably thinking I'm cuckoo, is Second Second Kings 5, uh, Hazar is cursed with whatever this is forever. And the Bible says when he was cursed with this, whatever it is, I think it's white skin, the Bible says it will be upon you and your descendants forever, forever. And then it says he became white as snow. So where is that description? And Gehazi became white as snow. Right after he said you're going to be cursed with whatever this is forever, the Bible said he became white as snow. So wherever they're at, somebody been cursed with white skin forever. So this is all your Bible, folks, okay? Just just a little seed. Sister Eliana, you are class at... Yeah. You are a class act. You are a class act, and so is your family. I'm so glad that we got a little closer with this with this particular blog. We are going to do a part four. We're going to give this brother another shot to come on next week. I don't know who all is going to be hosting and co-hosting. Most likely it will be you and maybe Cecilia uh, Yaina if she is uh, willing to come on. People are very busy, folks. Everybody I'm talking about is very busy. But go ahead and give your final words, and, and uh, we're going to maybe go out with a song. If we have time, if not, we'll just close out. But, but if you could, make it like two minutes, please. Brother Seth, how about we go out with a prayer? Okay. We can go out with a prayer. I just had this little song I was going to play. We can play it after the prayer, though. If you want to do that, you want to pray? I do. All right. 
Heavenly Father, we just thank you tonight for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for giving us an opportunity to talk yes. to the heart of your people in a matter, oh God, that has been in our minds, our hearts, and our spirits for a very long time. But mighty God, we thank you because we know that we are coming to the end of this diaspora. We are coming to the end of these days. And, Father, this is a movement. It's not a movement. It is a move of God among your people, something you prophesied to do before we were even thought of, before we were even a twinkle in our mother's eye. Mighty God, we are the people living at this time to see the great hand of the Almighty. You said it'll come to pass that I will again make a difference between the clean and the unclean, the righteous and the unrighteous. And I will do those things that I did in the, in the days past. We've heard stories, but we are going to see the move. The world, the nations are going to see the move of Almighty God. So we thank you. We thank you for giving us an opportunity to share and to teach and to open this discussion of our black union, of our Hebrew union, of our Hebrew people to get a reality check, to open our hearts and our minds. For all those that do not understand, give them revelation. Give them understanding and help them along this way. We give you praise and glory. We thank you. Hallelujah. We thank you, almighty God. Glory to God. Thank you for Brother Seth being bold and brave enough to bring this to pass, Father, for your people for such a time as this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, we say in Jesus' name for those that still...